Episode 12 of Rebel Scum Radio. My name is Carlos. I'm joined once again by Jono. Hello. And Jim Bob Jones. Hello. So this week's... Looking down the run sheet tonight, boys, we've got a big, big show. We're going to give you your fortnightly fix of Star Wars news. We're going to talk about all things in the new novels and some rumours in Episode 8. We're going to look at the latest from the DC and Marvel movie universes. Few problems down at uh, DC and Warner Brothers at the moment. Yeah, choking uh, Zack Snyder. Yeah, we also have a look at the world of artificial intelligence as an AI soccer team has shown that we may not be that far from the apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we do our Captain America Civil War film review. We do a film flashback to the last Starfighter, which we've all watched this week. We thought we'd do a little yep. bit of a flashback there, and I think nice and fresh. We are going in fresh, and I am fresh. And we fresh. look at why it's bad business to dry your balls in Iceland. <laughs> <laughs> Was that another attempt at segueing? Last Starfighter, ball drying? No, no, no. no. they no. just go hand in hand. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, now we'll start off by mentioning a few things we've got a website rebelscumradio.com we've uh, posted up a few articles and things. we've posted up a couple of new things in the comedy section this yeah. week which you should check out don't watch it at work though yeah one of them's not safe for work so and just warning you now make sure your kids are out of the room yeah yes um, we've also, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter. I've got Inst- 69 reasons why they shouldn't watch this. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, that's how the podcast is starting. Yeah, yeah, well, only downhill from here. <laughs> yeah, so you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube and keep in touch with all of our, uh, all of our musings during the week. And you're probably listening to this podcast now, but if you want to tell your friends about it, tell them it's on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and TuneIn Radio. Now, yeah. see one quick mention. Before we start the show, since the last one, we've all we've had the passing of Prince. Yes. So I think it's only fair that we say uh, that he was a genius of a musician and that he'll be sadly missed. Uh, that, yeah. That's what he called a musical genius, not Kanye West. Genuine genius. Yeah. Like yeah. genuine, genuine How genius. can Kanye say he's 50% more influential than Prince <laughs> when he just borrowed all of his music? <laughs> I do not know. I do, I do not know, but I haven't been able to been listening to the best of Prince and like... And I, I watched Purple Rain amazing, again. Amazing, amazing stuff. You yeah. watch Purple Rain? Yeah. Film? I'm I'm playing a one hour tribute set at Sookie Lounge this Friday night. Is it going to be? Is Prince? that before Tim Rogers or after? Tim after Rogers? Tim Rogers. Oh, after yeah. Tim Rogers. Is, Is that all, cool? Yeah. yeah. So all, I've got all Prince. All Prince for yeah, one Prince. hour. Yeah. All Prince. A Princeathon. Yeah. That'll be a hell of a night. 
Why don't you cleanse your soul in the waters of Lake Minnetonka? <laughs> uh, you know what song I don't? Damn, damn the I, don't I, I don't have um, the only song I don't have though is Sexy MF. Oh, I've got realised that. that's not on the best of. Uh, Are you doing this off vinyl or off? Nah, or USB? I've converted to USB, converted so to USB. Um, uh, I, I have. Uh, Are you, you going to close with Purple Rain? Um, I was thinking of um, probably ending with a banger to get everyone dancing, as opposed to a, a sully, sad. Nineteen ninety nine. Yeah, do like a grab like a Dave Getter remix. Of no, 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 <laughs> none of that. Oi, oi, mate, oi, oi, DJ, you got any Getter? Yeah, David Getter. Yeah. He, he was one of the greatest guitarists of all time, too. He's greatest everything, almost, of all time. You guys should go on, get, Michael Jackson. Yeah, get on YouTube and check out the, the tribute to George Harrison, My Guitar Gently Weeps, and he plays the solo at the end. Oh, really? Ah, yeah, I've one, seen that. Best solos ever. One, one of my favorite house music records um, has a sample through the whole track yeah. of an interviewer asking Prince questions in the song. And, and one of the famous bits from the song is um I, I bet you've got in your secret vault uh n- n- nothing but magic and then the, and then the magic bits like looped over and over again <laughs> and but it was like that was a classic like late early 2000s song for us back in the day yeah. that was like our favorite jam back nice. in the day nice so rest in peace prince yes rest in peace yes but now onto something a bit more upbeat and happy we have a couple of Star Wars novels that have come out that have released some leaked some information out there, yeah. which is pertinent to the current Star Wars universe. The first one is Star Wars Bloodline, which features uh, Princess Leia as like a central character and kind of goes through how she broke away from the rebellion yep. to, to go into the resistance. Um, is this rebellion. to fall in line with the new canon? Yes. 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 Um, also goes through some of the seeds of the First Order. Oh, as to how ah. it all kind of came to be. Bit yep. of snoking. Yeah. Bit of snoke. <laughs> yeah. Bit of snoke. Yeah. Oh, what? well, it doesn't say anything about any snoke, so... What about snorks? <laughs> and smurfs? <laughs> smurfs, snorks, and snokes. I think snokes. it kind of goes through, the, it goes through their motives. As hey, I love snorks. Don't knock the snorks. 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 The greatest cut-ins <laughs> of our generation. All time. Yeah. And also, like, <laughs> it, it also goes through, um, it also goes through Han and Leia's relationship, which really didn't know what happened in Force Awakens as to why they She, she hooked up with uh, Lando. <laughs> That's not in the book. <laughs> you, you truly do belong here in my bedroom. Yeah. <laughs> Amongst the clouds. Yeah. <laughs> they also introduced a couple of new characters called Joff and Greer. Joffrey. So Joff, Joff, uh, Joffrey. Joffrey. Joff, <laughs> that's a bit too Joff's close to New Game of Thrones. Come Joff's on. a new Republic pilot and Greer is Leia's is personal assistant. So they kind of go on this adventure mm. with Princess Leia. So that's pretty good. Ryan Johnson actually had some input in, into this book. Oh. So it'll be interesting to see what tie-ins there are into the new movies that come out. Yep. And there's also some big revelations throughout the book in regards to Darth Vader. Um, when you look at the cover of the book, you can see Leia's on the front, but he's actually in the background, obviously Leia's father. Yeah. Uh. And um, I think throughout this book, the universe finds out the secret of Darth Vader's children and parentage and stuff. Yeah. Okay. So, so he's, he's, uh, he went on to, um, what's that family tree show? Um, <laughs> 
family tree. No, nah, you know the one all the, all my, the my, English. My family feud. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you know oh, the, yeah, yeah. Well, Give us another word for stormtrooper. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I know, dead, the, dead, I know what you're talking dead. about. Um, Mops. No, the Find My Ancestors. You know that English oh, BBC yeah, yeah, show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you where, know where did I come from? Yeah. yeah. Who do you know who you are? Who, who do you think you are? Who do you think you are? Yeah. 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 With Jill Singer. Anyways. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway, let's continue on. It's got a lot to do. <laughs> so, um, so that's Star Wars Bloodline. That's out now. Yep. So you can grab a copy at any good bookstore or I would probably recommend if you want to get it at a good price and get it quickly to you, go to bookdepository.com. Yep. They don't sponsor us, but it's just the best way to get books in my opinion if you want hard copy books. You can always go to Amazon and get um, yep. get, get an ebook if you want to. Um, Force Awakens, the novel, a book based on the movie which just gets released. So this story begins with General Leia setting events in motion that lead to the recovery of the map which we saw at the start of the film. Yep. When they, um, their squads landed and killed all the villagers. So it just fills in a bit more of the past. So it just fills in like where that kind of came. Yeah, that's yep. cool. Came from where it starts. So that's pretty good um, little piece of inf- information to have. We also learn how Poe escapes from the TIE Fighter crash. Cool, so cool. That's, that's pretty cool. And there's also... Um, uh, what about Ray backstory? Any of that? I'll, I'll, I will get to that. Oh, cool. uh, there's also an action scene in, involving a speeder that Poe's in that's... Where he uses his pilot skills again. Ooh, so, in the in the on Jakku. Oh. Yeah, so also goes into Unka Plat, who's the junk trader who yep. grabs Ray when she's uh, yep, dropped yep. off and also Simon Pig's character. Chases yep, Simon yep. Pig's character and chases after the Millennium Falcon. So anyway, um the story goes within the book that uh Plat tracks the Millennium Falcon down to Mazkinata's castle. And without giving oh. too much away, it's not wise to upset a Wookiee. <laughs> <laughs> so it'd be interesting to see what happens in that case. Ray, um, Ray is in the book and uh, including a scene where I think it might have been a similar scene to what was in the extended DVD cuts, yep. where her and Finn steal a snowspeeder. So, oh yeah, the, the yeah. deleted scene. Yeah. yeah, so that yeah. kind of half finished green screen thing that yeah. we saw. So falling asleep. Wasn't, the, yeah, wasn't yeah. great. So. I just would have made the film way too long. And yeah, in the book, there's know. also a moment when Ray and Kylo Ren are fighting, where in the book, where she gets beckoned by the dark side of the force. Oh. So that's not really in the film. What? Like when she's facing like the lightsabers and stuff, you don't really like she gets beckoned by the force, but you don't necessarily know if it's light or dark. Light or dark. Yeah. So, yeah. And during the lightsaber duel with Kylo Ren, also offers up some surprises that infers that. Kylo Ren actually already knows exactly who um, Ray is. Okay. Like, he already knows where she's coming, which I think was in third throughout yeah. the movie anyway. He always got super upset. Every time they said, oh, yeah. the girl's on yeah, the, the ship. Girl, yeah, the girl. Like, he always, mm. like, he knew. Yeah. So, um, I think that may just pad out that stuff that wasn't really explained yeah. throughout the film. So. Yeah. So, yeah. So, that's Force Awakens novels out now, too. Same place again, Book Depository or Amazon if you're looking for an e-book. Check those out. Now... Another piece of Star Wars merchandise that's come out. This is uh, kind of unofficial type stuff. There was a DVD uh, documentary which came out a couple of weeks ago, which I mentioned on the podcast. It was I'm Your Father. It's a documentary about David, about David Prowse, yeah. who was the original guy in the Darth Vader suit. Is he still alive? He is. Yeah. He's still kicking. Um, so he goes to a lot of Star Wars conventions 
when he's invited. He's never been to an official Star Wars yep. convention ever because of a fallout with George, yep. George Lucas during filming back in the 70s and early 80s yep. on Empire Strikes Back and Jedi especially. Georgie, George. So um, it really goes in well to his relationship with George Lucas and the secrecy that George Lucas kind of put into the Empire Strikes Back and Jedi um, uh, uh, production mm. in terms of, like, there were little things that I didn't know that each character didn't really have the script. They got given oh. a page yep. of what they wow. had to read yep. next day. They had to sign off and pick it up. Yep. Oh. I think when they when they finished their part, they had to take that page back and hand it back oh, to shit. And also, and I don't know whether this was common knowledge because I didn't know it. But during Empire Strikes Back, the I am your father scene, no one in the cast except for three people knew for dinner. what yeah. was going on. And actually during the filming, yeah. and and this is, and I don't know whether it's common knowledge because it yeah. wasn't to me, but and I don't know whether it's something particular to this documentary which no one ever knew. So this <laughs> may be a spoiler, but, yeah. but it's, it's, it's worth still seeing. But apparently David Prowse, when he was speaking to, to Mark Hamill in yeah. actual acting, the actual line he delivered to get the reaction out of Mark Hamill was, Obi-Wan killed your father. And that's what everyone in the script but, knew but, and yeah. thought was oh. going to be in the film. But, but Mark Hamill knew that it was him, George Lucas, mm. and uh, was it yeah. Lawrence Kasdan? Yeah, yeah. I think three that, of them, yeah. But David Prowse didn't know no, anything yeah. about it until he went to the screening. Like, like and Harrison that's Ford. That's when he knew that that was the line. <laughs> Harrison Ford was sitting next to Mark Hamill, <laughs> yeah. is like, uh, yeah. Why didn't you tell me that one, kid? Yeah. So, <laughs> so those. That I'm getting most, no cash. No cash for, yeah, for said was, services. That was the most surprising thing yeah. to me. Like, I, I, I didn't know that as a Star Wars fan that that was the case. Um, so. One thing that struck me watching the preview that um, that how uncannily similar if Hayden Christensen grew up a little bit and got a bit taller. Mm. That David Prowse actually has a certain likeness to Hayden Christensen in some way. Uh, yeah, there's. It, it's it's funny in the <laughs> in in the documentary you hear David Prowse's voice when he was like yeah um, late thirties when he did start Star Wars and he had quite a high pitched kind of voice yeah like it wasn't but well, now like when David he's old, Beckham sort of <laughs> yeah now he's on. <laughs> Now when he's all yeah yeah it's a, it's a little it's bit, a bit like that. he Beckham. had his weird accent too I'm not sure which English accent it was they kind of said it in the documentary but even that didn't tweak like where he's kind of from in England because I'm not mm. really familiar with it but this weird accent which I never heard but then yeah. later on in life when he's like now he's eighty his voice sounds almost like James Earl Jones <laughs> it's like it's perfect. oh yeah. you're kidding me no so this deep and how old is he now he's, like, he's eighty I think eighty eighty okay yeah well I think it was eighty during the during the filming of the... But James L. James would be around but, that but age they went too. Into the, he was still lifting weights and shit in the gym. Oh, At 80. Wow. He was still going, yeah. yeah. yeah it was impressive. And like, it was really interesting to see his, how his relationship with the actual official Star yeah. Wars uh, teams at Disney and LucasArts and all that stuff, yeah. how different it is to the relationship yeah. he has with the fans. Mm. Like it's a, it's a real eye-opener and also sad to see how he's been treated by LucasArts, so it'll be it's, – it's it's a great watch. You learn a lot about David Prowse's work outside of Star Wars, yep. which is funny. And also there's a – he was a part of a like a uh, uh, a government kind of program to make kids look left and right when they cross the road. Yeah. Anyway, so 
40,000 people died in, pedex- in pedestrian accidents the year before that started. Gee. Then he portrayed this. He was kind of in a superhero in a cape thing. Yeah. Oh. And the year after, it dropped by 20,000. So oh, yeah. technically, he oh. saved 20,000 lives. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, it's, so, it was, so he's done a lot of good things. He used the force. Well. Yeah, he used the force. He used the force. But he's a really nice guy and sad to sad that he hasn't reaped the rewards. Yeah. Because really, Darth Vader, like the voice is part of it, but. The physical presence yeah. in the film is just as important. Due to his stature, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just and no one really knew who he was. So yeah. it's a great film for any Star Wars film. But that makes, you, that makes you relive all of those scenes where you see him, just even the way he talks to the Emperor and... Yeah. The way yeah, he just yeah. and there's one sort of sashays around. Yeah. There's one special scene at the end of "I'm Your Father" where the Spanish director. You never get to see it because Disney didn't give anyone rights for anyone to show it in public. But they refilmed the scene with David Prowse, the last scene on Return of the Jedi where he's on the ramp of the shuttle and he takes his face mask. <gasps> yeah. So they refilmed that with David Prowse as Anakin Skywalker. Oh. Because he always wanted to be Anakin. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. And okay. part of the thing was with with Return of the Jedi, they actually secretly filmed that part and didn't tell David Prowse that he wasn't going to be Anakin Scott. Oh. So he didn't know during the filming that no one was ever going to see yeah. his face in the film ever. So it was kind of a special moment for him. I think. I, I'm I'm just stretching the memory here a bit because mm. it's been an unfortunate while since I've last seen Empire in Return. Yeah. Mm. But there's a scene where one of the admirals walks into Darth Vader's chamber and he's getting his head yeah. mask yeah. changed. Mm. So that guy in that suit, that's not David Prowse. That's the some face. other uh, he, older. He, for, for a lot of, oh, I don't think it was Empire Strikes Back. It could have been David Prowse, but probably he had a stunt double for a lot of stuff. Oh. Okay. Actually, most of Return of the Jedi... Um, through this documentary, most of Return of the Jedi, they actually secretly, like, said, oh, we'll, we'll get your stunt double to do this, we'll get your stunt double to yeah. do this, because they didn't want David Prowse to to be involved. There was, like, such friction on set. Yeah. So it's a really yeah. weird story. Um, it's a great story, though. Like, people have said this is a bit of a bit slow pace and stuff, but if yeah. you're a Star Wars fan... This is one of the best documentaries you'll see about Star Wars. And it gives universe. you an inside window. To, inside, yeah. yeah. To yeah. the inner workings. And, and you know, there's a lot of George bashing that goes on in the Star Wars world, but you can see why he may bring it upon himself yeah. sometimes. Mm. So, yeah. Anyway, there's also recently been released another similar documentary called L Street 1976, which goes through a lot of the the um, other Star Wars cast members who were behind the Stormtrooper masks and Boba Fett and all those guys yeah. and how their lives have gone along post the Star Wars so, universe <laughs> like, without being seen. Cool. Well, I haven't seen that yet. I've only watched the trailer. We'll put the links to the trailers, both of these, um, in the show notes. But um, that looks to be another great background story as into the rest of the cast of Star Wars and how it's affected their lives. Mm. So. Um, I'm going to get a copy of that and we'll review it fully uh, Excellent. when I when I get that. So, I Am Your Father, Elstree 1976. I Am Your Father's like 12 bucks. It's worth every cent. Get it bundled with your Uncharted 4. <laughs> Damn straight. <laughs> only, only five days? Yeah. Goddamn. <laughs> there goes my weekends. <laughs> um, 
You're going to spend all your time f- f- driving free range in the Jeep, <sighs> in the, the open problem. savannah. Like, I'm going to finish. <laughs> you, know, there's, you know, there's all these artifacts that you're going to have to look I'm for. I'm just going to have like – I'm just going to be – It's like I do with all Uncharted games. I'm going to have this – 96-hour binge where I don't sleep. I've got toothpicks in my eyes. <laughs> my hands become crippled from the PlayStation controller. I just play until I'm finished. Are you going to be the treasure hunter, though, and get all of the artifacts? I Are you going to go I, that hard? I don't do that. You don't set it to difficult setting? and I set it to the super difficult, but I don't try and get all the little secret effects on that shit. I leave that to That the, would do, yeah. I leave that to the trophy hunters. Yes. <laughs> now... Next, it's our last bit of Star Wars, Star Wars news. Just some basic Episode 8 rumors that are going around. It was May the 4th, Dave, so the internet was flooded. Today's, today's Revenge of the 5th. Revenge of the 5th, yes. <laughs> Revenge of the 5th. Um, so there's lots of little Star Wars rumors going around. We've talked about some of the um, Episode 8 rumored um, movie names before, but I think the strongest one so far is Echo of the Dark Side. Um, That's a crazy... Yeah, it all goes yeah. along that reincarnation of Anakin and um, into Ray and all that kind of stuff. The script that leaked, uh, Luke, she, I think she asked him, who are you? Yeah. And then he says, I'm your father. No, you, <laughs> you, are, my, no. you are my father. And she's like, what the what? fuck? Yeah. Well, that would... And then she hands him the mic. <laughs> well, that would <laughs> well, that would go hand in hand with the with the rumors that like this Ryan 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 Johnson yeah. film is kind of weird for a Star Wars film. Imagine if that happened, like the, the, the whole cinema would be like, "What the? <laughs> yeah, what the hell is going on?" <laughs> so, um, so uh, it could, hey, it could I've, I've got weird. one question. I've got yeah. one question. question I, I'm I'm getting tired of these rumors and yeah. and and leaked Rumor leaked yeah. scripts. Please, please from Reddit. But I'd love to know how much of Force Awakens, how much of that linked up with all of the fan theories, all of the stuff out there onto the interwebs, how much of that was said prior to Force Awakens coming out, people went opening night and because there's nothing like the leaks. Yeah. Such, such and such that I read. There wasn't the, the severed hand of Luke in space. That yeah, wasn't there. No, there was, it, Disney have really tied it down. And yeah. I think they've actually have done some rewrites and stuff, so yeah. it's probably... There's not going to uh, be One of the fans got it right. We're yeah. going to have to reshoot. Sorry, guys. Can you just rebuild that TIE fighter? <laughs> yeah. um, There's one guy on Reddit every day. Yeah. He's yeah. taking the leaks. Yeah. <laughs> He's, he wrote a script that, that, that auto-populates storylines, possible Jedi yeah. storylines, and, yeah. so and then I, floods the internet with all these fake... So it's annoying. <laughs> so I think the other Just wait rumor, for the film. So I think the other rumor that's going around at the moment, and I think this is almost confirmed, confirmed is that Alden Ehrenreich is going to be Han Solo. Oh no 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 yeah. no no no! I think I don't even know who he is. <laughs> <laughs> from, from Hail Caesar. Hail Caesar. Have you seen, have you Hail, seen Caesar? Hail Caesar? Hail and Pace. Hail Caesar. Hail Caesar. <laughs> no, no, I haven't. No. No, yeah. So that looks like it's. Was he also on Girls? <laughs> no. <laughs> so I think he's. I'm so I think that's pretty much true. So that'd be interesting to see whether this it really guy, is Jimbo. Oh yeah, send me a picture. Yeah. He doesn't. He doesn't. Caesar. He doesn't look like uh, Harrison Ford at all. 
And obviously, there's oh, also he looks more like Clint Eastwood's son. With the with the hint of um, who's that bad boy from the sixties? Um, uh, he died young. Um, my brain stopped working. James Dean. Yeah, he mm. looks a bit like yeah, James he, Dean. Yeah, he does look like James Dean. He's mm. got a bit of a swashbuckling about mm. him. That's all right. I don't, I don't mind. That we guy. need swashbuckling for a young Hans Solo, though. So fair enough. Yeah. This guy, Anthony Anthony Ingruber, he's the guy who should. Yeah, have. Anthony. Yeah. He does look awfully like Gr- Gruber. He does look awfully like. Like like, uh, like Harrison Ford, yeah, yeah. So, <gasps> yeah. look at that! Wow, yeah. look at that! Oh, they even they've even met each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He doesn't have an earring though. That's a bit of a no, there's no there's no earring. Large earlobe hanging <laughs> hanging down around his hanging down around his elbow. <laughs> uh, and then probably the final rumor, probably the final rumor around episode eight, which I think well, it's not even episode eight. It's actually a Rogue One rumor. Is obviously that Darth Vader will be. In Rogue One, so and uh, Mads Mikkelsen confirmed that he's the father of Jin uh, Jin Ursa Jin, yes, Jin yes. and Tonic. I like that um, bit it's, of information. It's, it's a rebellion. Um, I rebel. I rebel. Back to <laughs> back to Force Awakens. Um, yes. I I read somewhere that um, apparently uh, Princess Leia's daughter in real life is going to have a bit more of a screen time in the next. Princess Leia's real. <laughs> um, what's her name? <laughs> Carrie, Carrie Fisher. Carrie Fisher's daughter. Carrie Fisher's daughter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's going to be in the film. Uh, yeah, because when I rewatched Force Awakens, mm. I actually really noticed how many times her daughter popped up in certain key shots. Yeah. Like always there, sort of thing. Mm. It's very obvious. I, I like it. Yeah. I like it. But I love so, it. Uh, <laughs> you know what? Gary. <laughs> Gary. <laughs> Gary, I love Gary. Anyway, so that's the end of our mm. <laughs> That's oh, the end my, of our... my cravat's a bit tight. <laughs> <laughs> that's the end of our Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it's all the Master Chef. Uh, Master Chef reference. Just remind the people the of the world that uh, Master Chef was a creation of Australia. <laughs> it was actually created in Australia. Yeah, we apologise. <laughs> <laughs> we apologise to the world. Uh, but next, we move on to. I haven't done my Marco world. Pierre White impressions yet. <laughs> next, we move on. <laughs> next, we move on to the world of DC and what can only be described as a movie universe in chaos right now. So this week we've had sex. Sex? <laughs> we've had sex. sex. We've had sex. Sex. Uh, <laughs> I don't even know how to sell is, is it. Is it Graham or Grahami? Smith? Graham. I'm going to say Graham, Graham Smith. Smith. Seth Graham Smith. He was the uh, going to be the director of uh, the first Flash film. But he got flasher. He's been, he's been pulled for creative difference. Creative different differences with Warner say. Brother, which really means you're a shit director. Yeah, and it was going to be his debut, his future, his debut film. Yeah, well, I mean, it couldn't have been. It, it can't be creative differences if they're keeping the script that he wrote. Yeah, yeah. like that is the the creative that yeah. the film's based on. So there's something else there. But he it was going to be his real first feature film, and they'd be like, yeah, the Flash after the reaction of to Superman, Superman. Yeah, it was kind of like. Yeah, I can see where they're coming from. Yeah, but Batman Superman was directed by a super director, like directed to the stars, you know. It's not... He's not really a super director. Well, he's not a super director yet? Well, apparently not because he is also in trouble with um, the the lead teams at Warner Brothers and it looks like... Apparently they're having fights every day. Warner Warner Brothers and Zack Snyder are about to part ways over the rest of the 
DC Expanded Universe films and they're going to pull Zack Snyder out. So you see the, the geeks have the, the nerds have the power. We have the power. Don't give us shit films. Well, they create a lot but, of the... But the thing the, is, he's already started filming. They create a lot of the conversation yeah, about but now's films, so. the time to... If they're going to do it, they've got to do it now. If they let another Zack Snyder film out, then they're stuck. But, but who would come in now that all the development is done, he's done all the research and stuff? Who would... Well, apparently they're going to keep all his scripts as well, just replace him in the producer and direction roles. But imagine, would you, like, say somebody's already started a project, would you just walk in, like, which you have no idea about? I think about? it's quite common for a director to get changed and then walk in and refilm, reshoot stuff. And, and aren't screenplays rewritten, 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 yeah, and, so, like, by I mean, 30 but, different writers before I mean, it's like, made into a chick flick? I mean, you don't want it to fall into the hands of someone like Kevin Smith or something either. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but... Um, It'd be shot in black and white. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, like, I reckon. Actually, I mean, like, he's actually working on the Flash TV show next season. So. One episode, is it? So, is it one episode? I think he did a couple of episodes this season. Hang on, yeah. you're talking about Kevin Smith or Zach Snyder? Kevin Smith. Kev, Kev, oh, right. Kevin Smith. I think he's. I think I think I saw an article the other day where Kevin Smith might actually be doing a lot of the season next year for Flash. Okay. Jeez. So, but the, the last few episodes of Flash. That I've seen have been it's off, like he, all of his off the hook. I don't know whether they're the Kevin Smith ones or not. It's like all his childhood dreams have come to fruition. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but um, I think George Miller would be good too. Yeah, yeah. Well, if, uh, Mad, Max. Mad Max, Mad Max. Yeah, yeah. 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 They brought you know, Mad Max is an extraordinary film. But it seems to me that Warner Brothers are worried about um, like when you read about Zack Snyder and what he wanted to do with yeah. Batman and. When he talked about uh, Christopher Nolan's portrayals of Batman and stuff, yeah. he's kind of like wasn't dark enough. Yeah. Like um, he's kind of like, oh, um, yeah. When he was in the prison, like, like, like in my movie, there would have been a rape scene where he got raped in prison and stuff. I'm like, what? What? Where did he say that? What? what are you talking about? Where did he say this? I didn't know this. Oh, he he talked. I think it was on. Um, what the. It's going to end up like human centipede. What's going on? Here? <laughs> no, 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 no. I was, sh- I was shocked too. Oh, when, thank when God, thank God, he didn't do the solo movie. Yeah, yeah. So oh. I think he was going to take it in dark places that Warner Brothers couldn't go. So. Yeah, even they've got a like, uh, like uh, Watchmen. You've seen Watchmen, yeah? Mm. yeah. But they need, they need to compare notes and like, all right. Well, Marvel's got this massive canvas ahead for the next five years or whatever. Yeah, mm. this huge output and it's, it's all. Yeah, but they've slated all their films out for yeah. but, ten years. But yeah. the way that the the sales dropped after the initial opening weekend mm. is indicative of what can go wrong when they try it that way. But yeah. see, whereas at least like with Civil War, Avengers, that stuff pulls in the billion. Yeah. Oh, yeah, well, I and, think, and 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 without fail, it will pull in. Yeah, I think. I, yeah, I think not like, Titanic level, but I, yeah. I think when you look at it, like, I still. I still think Batman vs Superman ended up nearly globally taking almost a billion dollars. Eight hundred million. Yeah, but still, yeah. and you can say, yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah. It almost took a billion, but but it's just the, but it was but the it first got a bad to, reaction. Yeah. Yeah. The next film would not make yeah. that. Much. And and yeah. it's the first time Batman was up against Superman. Yeah, yeah, on film, mm. and, and that's crazy balls. Mm. That's what I don't get. Like two hundred fifty million budget, and you create a shit film. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. They probably spent most of the money on. Um, that <laughs> on the billboards, <laughs> the, 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 a lot of it, a lot of BVS. No, 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 because a lot of the BVS felt like, um, like in Tim Burton's Batman's, like you felt like 
you were walking through the streets of Gotham. Gotham you yeah. felt you felt the lights, you yeah. felt the the dampness, you felt the darkness, the shadows. Whereas empty city. Whereas yeah. whereas the Gotham looked like it was a vacated city that seriously, when 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 he, they went back to Gotham to fight couldn't afford any each extras, other. Mate. <laughs> couldn't couldn't we, pay the extras, mate. Yeah. No yeah, can't you just <laughs> couldn't even put him in CGI? <laughs> yeah, but the whole Gotham scene looks like a hand-drawn, yeah. you know, background artwork yeah. for a, a scene at a theater or something. It's yeah. like it wasn't the, great. The, the, this is this is the biggest super thing versus each other of all time, and then you've gone and done this painterly. Like the graphics look better in bloody Game Boy. <laughs> Tetris, Tetris, Tetris yeah. graphics yeah. look better than it that. Was, it was a disappointing. Is that a bit of a stretch? Or? Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. You put some mayo on that. Yeah. <laughs> I'll put mayo on that. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it was a disappointing film, both visually and from a narrative sense. It was a disappointing film. Yes. See. Now, last bit of a little bit of DC news before we get into some Marvel news is um, is Batfleck. The Batfleck is back. The Batfleck is back, and. The standalone Batman movie is going to be filled with villains. Yeah, so hundred percent villains. No surprise that that he was going to do it. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, but yeah, so that um, that news broke on IGN. Obviously, it was first because it was on IGN. IGN always gets it first. <laughs> first, it was thrust. Thrust. <laughs> so we got it thrust. <laughs> yeah. So um, <laughs> there's been no confirm as to what the story arc where yeah. they're going to take the story arc from. But I think, Jono, you've got a bit of a... I think it's going to be the Hush uh, storyline. Yeah, I think it will be too. I think it will be I still love your Tom Hiddleston. A lot of people were going for the Red Hood storyline, but I think they debunked that. That's not going to happen, yeah. Yeah, so... I loved your Tom Hiddleston Riddler um, pairing, I think. Oh, imagine that they announced it. Tom Tom Hiddleston to play the Riddler. Oh, Uh, shit. Yeah. That's, That's a nerdgasm right there. Anyway, that's the end of DC News for the week. And we move into a little bit of Marvel news. The Punisher has yes. been confirmed as a standalone series on Netflix. So everyone who is a big fan of John Bernthal's portrayal of uh, of Frank Castle, they'll be over the moon to know One that. batch. Yeah. So, Two batch. So um, Steve, <laughs> Stephen Lightfoot, who's um, the writer for Hannibal, he's also looks like gonna, he's going to be the showrunner. And that'll be out 2017. So. I think it's going to be better than Daredevil. I think it'll be the best Marvel show there's ever yeah. If they let it go and just... Put the right rating on it. Just let it go. It'll be amazing. Like like well, the like the prison scene. Mm. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's no. A lot of the stuff on Netflix is pretty dark anyway. So yeah. you yeah. can you can really push it on that. What show. Marvel are letting, or, well, not letting, or what Marvel are doing on Netflix is yeah. outstanding yeah. stuff mm. compared yeah. to the film that we're going to chat a little bit about in the second half of this podcast, Captain America: Civil War. Stark differences between the quality yep. of work totally in there. <laughs> Stark. Did you like, like that? If, 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 <laughs> now that's what I call a segue. <laughs> yeah. Now, um, yeah. So, Punisher twenty seventeen. Everyone's yep. excited. It'll be awesome. So, and the, and Iron Fist. Oh, this, oh, Iron this Fist. year. This year. Be later this year yep. as well. And Luke Cage. I think be later this year as well. Yep. Luke yeah. Cage so, wins. Good stuff. I'm really looking forward to Luke Cage. Yeah. Mm. More than Iron Fist. I don't know why. I think I'll probably enjoy Iron Fist more, but Luke Cage. I'm like, oh. Until I see the the costume, it wouldn't be so. Yeah, yeah, we did see the hippie walking through yeah. the streets. The hippie uh, costume. <laughs> 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 now, whilst we're talking about uh, other new stuff, 
In the last week, we have a new Tomb Raider. Alicia Vikander is the new Lara Croft in the franchise reboot that's coming. She's obviously won an Oscar for yep. Best Supporting Actress in the film The Danish Girl. Yep. Oh. Which I didn't even know. I didn't Gee. know she'd won any. Yeah, she won okay. So yeah. she beat out Jennifer Jason Lee and, and Kate Winslet and, and Rachel McAdams, pretty good actresses there that she beat out. So it looks like it'll be, even though um, the Candace 28 years old, she looks much younger. Yep. I think it'll be a much she younger like Lara Croft playing more along the lines of the game where she's a kind of 19, 20-year-old girl kind of finding yep. herself in the world. So. I think it'll be a really interesting new reboot for Tomb Raider. The Angelina Jolie ones were good one, were good films, but they were kind of like... Cheesy. Yeah, they're kind of like uh, B-grade kind of Indiana yeah. Jones type yeah. things. Mm. Or mm. what was that movie with Nicolas Cage where he hunts the treasure and stuff? Nash- National oh, Treasure. Oh, that kind of film. Yeah. So. Sorcerer's Apprentice is a bit better than National <laughs> Treasure, but National Treasure's... Sorcerer's Apprentice. <laughs> Nick Cage. Nicolas Cage. Yeah. He wasn't bad. Who was who was his apprentice? Was it? Oh, uh, some young I kid. I keep on getting sucked in. John, John, because some Nicolas young Cage kid. seemed to release a movie every six months at some point, like Known and all these weird films that popped out. Some of them were okay, but Nicholas Cage, man, I you know that they announced what? <laughs> what have they announced? <gasps> Ice Cube is the new Green Lantern. No, Ice, no, no. no, that's no, not no. true. That's just some Photoshop. Oh, thank God, <laughs> if Ice Cube is Green Lantern. <laughs> I'll be walking out of this podcast live. Um, yeah, so we have a new Tomb Raider, so we can look forward to that. That's that's the somebody's done a Photoshop of okay. Lisa Vikander okay. as a Tomb Raider. So, um, you can check out more upon that announcement on com, as well as some more information about The Punisher on Netflix. There's also an article on rebelscumradio.com. Yes. You can check those out. Now, more gaming news. Um, Nintendo NX has been announced to launch in March 2017. That's pretty much all the news that's been released about Nintendo NX because there's things super secretive about it. But they have promised one thing, is that the Nintendo NX device will be unique and different. So it's, this is going to be hit and miss for Nintendo. It looks like they're cashing in all their chips. In what way is it going to be different? Well, it, like there's only rumours and like they're kind of unconfirmed. Like the yeah. interface will Isn't be like fake, fake patents going up and oh, I don't know. Fake there's all kinds of weird stuff product shots. This. And, yeah. um, there's been yeah. <clears throat> It'll be interesting. Like no, like no one knows anything. Yeah. It's kind of like you you say Nintendo NX and you're a Nintendo employee. You're at the door. <laughs> I so. I tell you what, though, it'd, it'd be funny though if. If it's actually not a console, but like a lens that you just put in your eye, and then you have to wear a glove, and then you can—that's the game. Yeah, I mean, like, like, yeah, I mean, like, but just just to go into how was that a bit of a stretch? That's a bit of mayo on that. (laughs) (laughs) The mayo, (laughs) but I mean, like, just to show how secretive Nintendo are is that they're not going to E3 with this this year. So that only leaves like maybe six or seven months between E3 and the launch. Mm -hmm. So. Super secret. So, but then again, a lot of gaming houses don't go to E3 anymore. They just do their own thing, yeah. like Sony. Like Sony are there, but they do their own big launches and stuff anyway. So, and Nintendo over the last few E3s have had a much smaller presence there anyway. They've done their own little things off campus. So. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, but at least March seventeen, we've got we've got um, a date for when it will be out. So that's something to look forward to. And if you're a Nintendo gamer, which I am not, but I know lots of people that are. It's an exciting thing. I purchased the 
a Nintendo DS recently. Yes, I was there when you purchased it. Oh, that's right. You're in the store with me. Right there, Aurora Borealis, right there. Aurora Borealis. Um, right there. <coughs> but they're playing um, Star Fox Command on such a old school graphics. Mm. Boy, does it! It's it's a good game um, for what it was. Mm. Um, Nintendo's games. I mean, like you, Nintendo games are kind of like almost a genre onto themselves. Their their experiences are, are, are different from PlayStation. It's and just where their thinking is coming from. Yeah. Different from the, the yeah. yeah, which is why the. The unique and different rumor that's I kind of put out about their new console is an exciting one for people to hear. But mm. obviously, if that goes like Wii U didn't do great, if that goes belly up, I don't know what Nintendo yeah. are going to do. Yeah. Like they've kind of got nowhere to go. I don't oh. know why they just don't do just like <laughs> get their engineers to skip forward and just say we need a piece of hardware that can that can rival PlayStation and Xbox. Yep. How can we build that piece of hardware in terms of a power point of view yep. to deliver what people want? Mm. And how can we deliver the Nintendo experience on that hardware? That's the simplicity of what Nintendo have to do. I don't know whether this risk is going to pay off for them. I hope it does because it would be good to have it at something different in the gaming marketplace than another PlayStation or another Xbox yeah. type yeah. thing. So. Um, two, two little interesting things about Nintendo and mm. the, their longevity is um I don't know if the video's been confirmed or not, but mm. um a speedrunner beat the world record uh for Mario Brothers. No. He clipped a few uh seconds or milliseconds or whatever off the top score the top oh. speed run. And I watched the whole video of him playing through it mm-hmm. and it's quite a thing to watch someone do a speed run. <laughs> because yeah. they do not falter any steps or that it's like they've memorized everything so beautifully that it's like, yeah, it's watching like a movie and, and it's, and, and then, and then like when you go onto Twitch and watch people play Mm. their own Mario levels that they can build themselves and then, and then people come on and then they play their levels and give feedback and Mm. it really, Brings out the inner. Yeah. Well, imagine, uh, <sighs> like, like, imagine how this, how good it's, this will it's be. It's engrossing. When VR develops, it'll be, it'll be very exciting. Talking of VR. Mm, yeah. Speaking <laughs> of VR, <laughs> that's a, that's a good yeah, thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, Virtually speaking. Now this is, an <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so this is a, this is an older article from Wired.com, which, well. Dropped the bottle. Mm. <laughs> this is an older article for Wired.com, which I kind of didn't see last year for some reason. Um, this was from December last year. Some presidential um, debates in the US were actually where VR was used during the presidential debates where yep. users of the new Samsung S7 phones where you had the Galaxy VR heads, yep. heads, headset. Oh, the box? There the were four, cardboard box? Yeah. yeah. Um, no, it's actually like a... Proper headset. Oh, right. okay, okay. They released it in a package with the phone. Mm. There are actually four cameras they put around the presidential hall where they're having the debates. Mm. And when you put the headset on, you could choose to watch the debates from watch the debates in VR. There was Shit. one that was kind of on the side of the thing, so you could watch it like you were standing backstage. 
Oh. One from up high and one for whatever. So you could switch between. So you just look. Yeah. yeah. So it was interesting to see that, that, like, I always thought that would be a great use for yeah. it in terms of um, especially live sports and stuff. Yeah. If, if, like, say the Super Bowl or something, yeah. you had eight cameras in, like, seats around the Super Bowl so anyone could VR in. Mm. From that camera and look around. So it's like a pay per view scenario. And it's like you're sitting in the stadium. Yeah. And you you could actually turn around and actually see the person that would be actually there. Mm. But you're sitting in that seat. But you could do that with a cricket umpire. You put a 360 camera on their head with a live feed. But you don't, you're not controlled by the direction that the umpire's head's Mm. turned in because you're controlling where the Mm. camera looks. And because it's always taking in. 720 360 yeah. video, mm-hmm. you get to see. Yeah. Now, that'd be amazing. Yeah. Like the AFL grand final. Like, yeah. Uh, now, there were some problems that um, the guys who tested this VR out at the presidential had in terms of the. And it's probably more to do with the Samsung gear, being able to process all that stuff and actually process the crowd. But because obviously you can't render all that inf- yeah. information on that, on that gear. That the faces of all the people around were actually just blank marks. Oh, okay. So it's kind of, I think that kind of takes you out of the reality if yeah. that's the case. So really. So it's um, like being at a Nickelback concert. So really. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Look at this just graph. Blank, yeah. plain faces. Yeah. From people who are Sorry, Nickelback. Too mm-hmm. much Nickelback. Yeah, so. yeah, so there's still that disconnect between reality and stuff. And also, it's that disconnect where you can't obviously get up and walk around. Mm. In terms of the environment, so, um, and we, also there was also one thing that the guy that tested it did mention is that being at home and having the VR headset on from a from a generation of when you're kind of watching this stuff on television yeah. and you're interacting with communities through social networks and stuff whilst you're watching it, that removes that aspect out of r- remotely viewing an event. Because you're actually in the event because of the headset. Yeah. Mm. So you're not typing on Facebook and yeah. doing social media or talking in chat with yeah. your friends and stuff. You're actually but, but what, putting what, into the event. What if you're at like the MCG and you're watching a footy match yeah. at home with your VR helmet mm. and then your mate who's sitting on the other side <laughs> of the, the ground mm. texts you a message or tweets something live with the hashtag, you know, go... Go mm. Tigers, yeah. <laughs> and then you can actually see that tweet come towards you in, in like past a virtual yeah. sense, like a scroll, while you're watching the game. Yeah, and, and then you can, and then you can have like a sub menu where you go, oh, "I'm going to listen to a bit of the umpires commentary," <laughs> and you got all these choices. I, I, I'd, I'd pay per view to to have an organic experience in my living room. I still think, and, and, I would just see your drinks and stuff. Yeah. Well, no, nah, because that, well, that gets with, rendered because you'd have a camera at home yeah. that projects yeah, pro- you need, you need uh, video maps. Or- you, you need to get that kind of stuff. You need an Oculus Rift or something. Yeah. You can't use like the Samsung gear. Samsung gear, these guys had no hands or anything in the yeah. thing. But we've so come a long like way. On goggles and yeah, yeah, but we've come a long way it's in 12 like months. In IMAX, yeah. so. But we've come a long way in 12 months. Yeah. And, and I think a lot more people are showcasing what they've discovered working with VR technology, and I've shown you a few videos of people playing Tron games See, yeah. in a hallway. Yeah, that was yeah. And that looks amazing. Yeah. It looks amazing, boss. It does. That it does. The mind boggles, in fact, Carl. 
Yes. When you think of the applications <laughs> that could. It's mind boggling. Mind boggling. <laughs> my, my mind is in a bottle. <laughs> <laughs> in a glass case of emotion. Emotion. Yeah. I'm trapped in a glass case of emotion. Yeah. <laughs> uh, VR, VR emotion. VR yeah. emotion. Now, whilst we're on talking about all things computers and tech and all that kind of stuff. Windows 95. I'm going to skip forward here to a little bit of um, AI news. This is an article from Mysterious Universe, um, which is a great podcast if you want to listen to all things kind of weird and conspiracy theories. It's a couple of Australian guys. It's brilliant. So Legus. Yeah. yeah, so it's mysteriousuniverse.org, so you can check that out. Link's in the show notes. So they've reported uh, here that um, an article on the website that there's going to, the greatest threat to humanity in the next five years will be artificial intelligence. So a team at Oxford University of uh, have done a study into the global catastrophic risks that are in front of us in the future. And they report that a person may be five times more likely to die in an extinction event over the next five years than in a car crash. So think about Based that. Based on the progression of robotics. It may not even need to get to the point where it's a legitimate artificial intelligence. All it, all it needs to recognise is that it doesn't like us, that we're a problem on Earth. Yeah. And so even without artificial and full artificial intelligence, it might even be more dangerous in the case that it goes, oh, hang on, if they're processing like, if artificial intelligence are processing like water supplies or or food supplies or that kind of stuff or medical supplies, they're kind of like, hang on, these guys are controlling all these yeah. resources. Yeah. We, don't, we don't actually need them for anything. Yeah. But what's, let's, what's, let's kill the population but down to what it should be. But then wouldn't the artificial intelligence ask itself, what would I be without the presence of human yeah, but, population? Yeah but, yeah, but it's not full artificial intelligence. It's making decisions, analytical decisions, yeah. oh. not conscious um, conscious thoughts with ethics and morals and stuff in it. It's just making analytical decisions saying, we've got this, this, and this. We've got these resources. We've got these humans. Humans. I've got I've got drones that can kill humans. Yeah. I'm mm. gonna kill these humans so they don't use my resources. Yeah. yeah. So and that's where the interim moment, the interim span of years in between trying to get to artificial intelligence and real artificial intelligence with a subconscious in it, where it'll filter all this information as a human brain would. So oh, I can't kill that. That's a life form. Rather than yeah. saying actually yeah. I can kill that. That's just the thing that's taking out my resources, so I'm going to mm. kill it. But do you think it's going to happen within five years? Well, that's what the study says. So when, probably, when you think about yeah. when you think about Domino's robot drones delivering our pizzas, already, yeah, yeah. maybe it's not that far away. What sure. if Domino's turns and this is, and this is just, Domino's turns into Skynet? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so, and, and this is just like the front facing because they just the did a brand thing. change. They just did change their yeah. brand name. Like, so, like so you've got to remember that. Like I was speaking in the, at the last podcast about the so-called artificial intelligence that's in the dark web that yeah. we don't know about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, I'm not, like I said, this is like all that domino stuff is only the front facing yeah. stuff that we see, which is ready for market. Yeah. The, we, don't, we don't know what's. Like, we don't know along Moore's law or like the, yeah. like the technology curve, actually, how far ahead they are on that curve. Like, they could be much further ahead on that curve, which means technologically, because yeah. it's an exponential curve, they may be like 50 years ahead, probably now, of where we actually see things. Yeah. 
But that curve would be curving up so fast that when you're doubling that each year. Exactly. They only need to be like 10 or 20 years ahead for yeah, them to be yeah. so technology advanced that yeah. maybe to us now it would even be like magic. Even though we're, we're technologically advanced ourselves yeah. or, or we believe we are. Yeah. So who knows, next five years when you think of how fast that curve moves, then yeah. I mean, Siri, look at Siri. Like, we're going to have to be... I'm going to get chased by Arnie down the streets of Moorabbin or something. Arnie. Oh. <laughs> 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 I'm looking for Sarah Connor. I'm looking for Sarah Connor. So anyway, so it was funny. I was reading this article and then I kind of flicked through over to um, to theinverse.com, which is the website I kind of read a lot. It's got a lot of tech news and stuff on it. And I read an article that um, – an uh, a robot soccer team actually beat a human team in a game. Are we, are we talking about uh, freestanding robots? We're talking about um, define the robot first, because the robot is like a it's like a it's, quite, uh, it's kind of like a bigger kind of like a robot vacuum type looking yeah. thing. And it can it's got this arm which kind it of kicks, kicks the ball, the ball yeah. and they can move around and pass it to one another. And, and and when you say human, you mean human controlled robots? No. No, humans. No, no real human, humans. No. no human control. No. They just got algorithms pro- programming oh. them to figure out like where the human, where the human, the opposition are, mm. and where they all obviously know yeah. where their teammates are. The teammate robots, and they pass the ball and go through and whatever. So anyway, the robots won three two against humans, and I thought, so oh, it's, it's going to be like that. Remember the Nike ad they had. <laughs> the animated Nike ad where the robots are uh, taking over and oh, yeah. Yeah. Ronaldo has to recruit the old yeah football. yeah from the last yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway it wasn't until I scrolled down the bottom of this article when I actually watched the YouTube video clip of the game which is 90 seconds long yeah. and I don't know whether you guys want to pop around and watch this I'll play it in a minute where this article was kind of put into context the opposition who played said robot teams are the most unathletic and unskilled <laughs> sportsmen I have ever seen on film. <laughs> I'm going to see this. I'm you've got to come this. around and see this. I've never quite seen the likes of this. It's it's amazing that they actually know anything about soccer at all. So this is the game. So this goes about 90 seconds. But that's a shot on goal. Now what? Now what's that? Look at this. Standing around... Watch, watch the goalkeeper here in a minute. Look at this. What is that? <laughs> Whoa. Now, this is the RoboCup. Actually, Have they even played soccer? Look, I don't that know. my first question. <laughs> I, be- I believe not. But look. Like, no, look at steal the ball. Steal the ball. Is this a funny or die clip? No. This is, <laughs> this is, this is the RoboCup. RoboCup. Yeah. And the goalkeeper, the Robo goalkeeper is amazing. He's pretty good. I don't even know how these guys scored two goals, to be honest. <laughs> that, where was the goalkeeper? Nowhere. Wasn't even a goalkeeper there to stop the ball. <laughs> I love that 90s drum and bass <laughs> trance music in the background. That's oh. nice. I got the, I got the, look, look at this. Worst goalkeeper on earth. Why can't they put them against Ronaldo and... Uh, uh, it's like a beat 20-0 and then they can't write the headline yeah, that the David, humans lost. David Beckham. 
They need to put him against David Beckham. Anyway, so I watched that clip and I came to the conclusion that we're safe. <laughs> we are safe. We can outrun the robots. We can outrun the robots and we can beat them in a game of soccer. Um, just to bring it back down and a notch to into the darker area. Yeah. Um, I, well, you, I, well on, on the topic of robots, <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, it, it's funny you seeing that, but I, I saw a video of um, a Japanese robot company spruiking mm. their marketing video on YouTube. Oh, and they 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 got a um, a sword specialist to um, cut some things that samurai sword people would cut in yeah. a in a test. Mm. And then they go, we've developed a robot arm with a samurai sword extension to copy the human way of cutting well, through these objects. Mm-hmm. And then they were they were doing it so well that they they could fine tune the robot arm to cut through the middle of a snow pea directly in half of it just resting on top of something and okay. cutting through apples and all that kind of stuff. I don't feel so safe now. No, because no, it, it changes my attitude. Because if Arnie, <laughs> if Arnie had a samurai sword attachment, like he, he could <laughs> do a bit of damage. Well, yeah, yeah, with robotic precision. Yeah, or even um, who is the second Terminator? T one thousand, the uh, fluid guy. T one thousand was that the one thousand? Sorry, no, um, that was Arnie the one thousand, the cop. Yeah, the cop. Oh, what was his code name? Um, was he 3000 or something? Can't remember. Yeah. I'm not a big Terminator fan. so No, I can't remember. Something. Yeah, but see, he wouldn't have to do that. He yeah. could just liquid up a just samurai sword. A katana. Yeah, well, he, he, he made swords out of his body to yeah, yeah. attack people. Yeah. Make a sword here. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, yeah so that's what you're doing. What you're yeah. See what he did there. Yeah. Could yeah. make mops and all kinds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway. Steel. So, so, so in the so, end, the mop will win. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So, the greatest threat at the moment that people see for the future, the Armageddon of the world, is AI, and this is backed up by Stephen Hawking, Elon Musk, and Steve Wozniak, um, who, uh, in a letter that they unveiled at the International Joint Conference, warned that artificial intelligence can potentially be more dangerous than nuclear weapons in the future. So, that's a bit of happy news. Yes, it's something to Keep look forward to, yeah. But if <laughs> the world does come to an end, it's a good time because a life-size Noah's Ark has been built <laughs> and sailing around the world. So just, we can get on that. Just in time. Just, just in time for the end of the world. <laughs> so um, the new Noah's Ark is hitting the Atlantic Ocean soon, but uh, there's no need to worry. How do they get the exact specs? Of all the oh, well, it's 40 cubits by 80 cubits. By all, all of the sizes of the... Ark is in the okay. um, Old Testament. Okay. How many cubits it was, I can't remember. But okay. they, it does say how big the boat was. Okay. So anyway, so um, yeah, so this has been uh, built by uh, a Dutchman. Surprise, surprise. How much are the tickets? Oh, I didn't check that actually. It's pretty flash. The cinemas and the rooms and the cinemas are there. Yeah, it's got the like it's all wood. Like it's all wood grain, and it's got like this cinema screen and all the deck chairs and stuff. It's in supposed there. to be barns and it's like, a, it's like hay a, and it's like a luxury Noah's Ark. It's sm- supposed to smell, smell like a farm. It. Yeah, <laughs> it smells like a farm on this boat. <laughs> um, is it going to have like a museum component where you can look at all of the species of animals that? Uh, so all no. the sausage dogs, all the corgis. <laughs> nah, all it's designed to be is like a luxury ark. 
designed to take around um, rich people. take around the Atlantic for rich people yeah. and um, inspire the locals into into Christianity. That's uh, like oh, the, that's like the the motive. It's of like the, a floating Jehovah's Witness. Yes, it's yeah. something like that. <laughs> <laughs> If you call in the next 30 minutes, uh, so we'll give you a ticket. It's exactly the same size, allegedly, from the Old Testament as the actual Ark. So it's actually it's the size of it. It's actually larger than a football field. It's 410 feet long, oh. 95 foot wide, and 75 foot tall. It weighs two and a half tons and can hold over 5,000 people. What? Is that more I than- beg your pardon? 5, two and a half ton? 2,500 tons. Ah, that's my line. Check check it on the back of the year. It's like, yeah, (laughs) that's no heavier than a Land Cruiser. Check it in the back of the year. year. So so that is is going to be on a multi-country tour going from the Netherlands to Brazil. So, yeah, I wonder if we'll stop off in um, old... Oh, or Philip Bay here. <laughs> yeah, down, well, down I hope Melbourne. they don't have the same food poisoning uh, <laughs> problems that uh, one of the boats I saw in Sydney on my honeymoon adventure. Oh, I remember. Yeah, Because um, yeah. I was in Sydney the day that, that that ship that was directly out from the view from the hotel we were staying at, <laughs> yes. we saw that boat and we were literally watching the news when they said, oh, there's been... A, a, a boat-wide outbreak of salmonella poisoning. When <laughs> we were like walking, we we're walking on the, on the the pier area, and we, we could you could see like you know we could see we could see the salmonella. We could see we could see, 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 see all the vomit just coming off the side of the you boat. See it seeping off the boat. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just, it was bizarre. Like and 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 the funny thing is, is that not a couple of months later, the same very thing happened again on the same boat. I yeah. believe. Yeah. Appears to be some sanitation issues yeah. on said boat. Yeah. <laughs> They've got uh, rusty mops. <laughs> someone, someone, someone's not doing the mopping. <laughs> now, speaking of mopping, <laughs> we're going to end up with our, we're going to end this first part of the podcast with a little bit of news from Iceland, which I don't think we've ever done before. And a little bit of a warning do not dry your balls in, in Iceland. Iceland. Now, you may not know what the hell we're talking about. <laughs> this is from the from the telegraph.co.uk <laughs> and there's been a ban on swimming pools in Iceland where men are using the hand dryers to dry their <laughs> nether regions. <laughs> now, now <laughs> I do not know why men would be doing such things, so I thought, what the hell is this about? <laughs> anyway, it's um it's a brand new thing, apparently, that's going on through uh, through Iceland and uh, dry ball. But the Icelandic pools, <laughs> the Icelandic pools are hitting back. They're uh, banning, banning. <laughs> <laughs> He's cracking up. Uh, the problems become so bad that staff were asked. <laughs> <laughs> what? Hang on. So people teabagging hand dryers? <laughs> yes. What? Those Dyson? They blow your balls off. <laughs> ask their patrons to stop using the hand dryers on their hey, when, when my the, <laughs> di- the Dyson <laughs> took my balls off. <laughs> yeah. 
Now, the bit that got me, the bit that got me, and it's actually in the article on the Dan Paragraph, is that they actually created a poster showing an elderly man hand-drawing testicles <laughs> with a large X over the over, over said testicle. <laughs> the old mosaic filter. Yeah. And the title of the poster read, This is not a ballsack prior. <laughs> <laughs> Don't draw, and then it, and then the poster went on to read: "Do not draw your ball sack all butt with the, the communal hair dryer in the swimming pool or gym." Bald all the gen- gentlemen with hairy torsos must either bring their own blow dryers now or bring an absorbent towel. <laughs> Apparently, though, it's uh, not only Iceland where this phenomenon is happening. Hope it doesn't catch on. After this, there was uh, several Reddit threads which came out, and apparently, this is happening a, a lot of places around the world. And people actually claim that it was to avoid dampness, stickiness, and friction caused by towels in the gym. <laughs> now, I don't know what's going on in these gyms. I don't know what's going on in these gyms. A towel issue. <laughs> but. <laughs> There was other stories on Reddit which I, I lost my shit over this one when I was reading it. Not everyone agrees that drawing your balls with hand drawing yeah. stuff is the best way to do things. One Reddit user went on to say, um, I tried that once with my sister's hair dryers and I burnt my balls. I'm never doing it again. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> now, <laughs> Now, there's no news as to whether or not this phenomenon extends to the female changing rooms. We just need to watch this. This, this wasn't like a blowtorch. Like, how hot was that? I don't know. Did Hair dryer. I know. Did you, get a, did you accidentally buy glue, a, a glue gun from Bunnings or something? I don't know. What yeah. Is, what is got? But anyway. The oxy. The o- oxy uh, torch hair dryer. It seriously yeah. took me maybe an hour to get through this article. And it's only like... 500 words. <laughs> <laughs> I could have started laughing. And then I had to go off the Reddit and read all these posts. But, yeah. Yeah, hope tough, it doesn't. Tough hope, times in Iceland. Yeah, hope I mean, it, it is Iceland. It's obviously cold. Greenland's colder than Iceland. Is yeah. It? Yeah. Oh. It's called Greenland and just to. Uh, Iceland's uh, greener uh, than Greenland. Wow. They call it That's Greenland to attract the people there. And they eat uh, whale meat. But back in the day of the Vikings. I, I, yeah. I, 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 I wonder what the. The ball drawing rule at the local pools in Greenland. Uh, yeah. I wonder if you're allowed I to. I know it is in Baronia. Baronia. Yeah. <laughs> Anything goes does, in Baronia. <laughs> does does Baronia have pools? Uh, they used to have, what was it, Knox Water Water? I think it's oh, called. Cesspools? Yeah. yeah. I've. Yeah. I've hey, to, to, to Baronia's credit, Knox Water Water did have a big slide. Knox Water Water. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Which, you know, for. You know, the, like there used to be train tracks that went across the main intersection in Baronia. <laughs> yeah. But they had a water slide. <laughs> they, they actually had more chance of getting from one point to the other <laughs> down a water slide than it was to get across that intersection, <laughs> which is now thankfully underground. But, uh, <laughs> um, oh, but you know, fixing up the, the train station also meant they put a police station in the McDonald's there. So it's kind of just. Another suburb now. <laughs> it's lost its are, character. Are we veering off? Are we veering? <laughs> are, we veering? <laughs> are we veering off suburbs now? <laughs> I think we've been. I think we've officially been. Anyway, so the mods. The and that was brought to you by realestate.com. Like the moral. Like the moral check of out the story. domain app for house prices in Baronia. <laughs> like the moral of this story is if you're going to Iceland, don't dry your balls. Yeah. 
we'll we'll be back after the break, and we are going to discuss Civil War, Captain America: Civil War, aka Avengers Three. Yeah. In in Russian, two point two point two point two point five in Russian. Yeah, in Russian, no less. Yeah, I've learned a lot of Russian. Dosvidani. We'll be back after the break. exactly what Captain America wants. Rebel Scum, me and Jono here. Yes. About to break down Captain America. Jim Bob's uh, turned into a microscopic ant. Yes, we've um, not that, um, not that, uh, (laughs) be able to see it even was in the film because they'd probably choose not to film it. So, um, (laughs) (laughs) um, anyway, yeah, so Jim Bob hasn't seen the film, so we've sent him out on him. He's in, he's in a green room with the headphones in. Headphones on, drinking cheap wine. Yeah. Loving it. So, um, Digging, me and Jono, as per usual, Yep, we're going to break this sucker down. This is a spoilers review. Total spoilers. So, we, we, we'll put that in the show notes anyway yep. for anyone before yep. they even listen to any of this podcast. So, we're going to tear this sucker apart. Now, we'll give our, should we give our ratings at the start now? We've seen the film. Yeah. Just so people yeah. know where we're coming from. Yep. So I originally gave it a seven. Yep. And now I'm thinking six point five. I'm saying, okay. I'm, so, but it's somewhere in between there for me. I'm going to give it an eight. Yeah. So where do we start? So, um, oh, I guess I start, I, the villain. The villain was kind of 
as the villain kind of went through, He's supposed to be the strong character in the comics who... Yeah, yeah, it was... Um, who has fighting skills and... Like, yeah, like, like uh, you've seen uh, Winter Soldier. George St. Pierre. Oh, yeah, George, George St. Pierre, yeah. Yeah, because Baron Zemo has that kind of char- characteristics where he, you, you've seen him in the comics, yeah, he's got this purple uh, mm-hmm. purple mask and uh, oh, yeah, 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 he's yeah, a yeah. good fighting skills. Yeah. But that wasn't what he was in the movie. Well, there wasn't a whole lot um, <laughs> what was in the movie, to be honest. It was kind of the... the the villainy in this movie was kind of um, very disappointing. It's almost Zemo kind of becomes yep. this, this. Even towards the end, he was still just this uh, background character behind Captain America and, and Iron Man. Man and yeah. Kind of like you understand why he's doing because he blatantly yeah. says so yeah. that he he's, he's trying to break up yeah. the Avengers, Avengers from, yeah. from within yeah. and set them against yeah. one another. But you still really don't know. Like, and I think that's a lot of problem with them, the motives it, through all the characters again. But he said it because he lost his parents, his, uh, his father and family in uh, uh, Age of Ultron. Yeah, but, you know, I mean, come on. From a villainy point of view, like, I think it's... I don't think they fully flesh out that villainous storyline yeah. in there. They're yeah. so concentrated on on the Avengers... And there's so many Avengers in this. Yeah. It's really not. It's 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 not a Captain America movie. It's an Avengers yeah. film. It's like it's 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 an Avengers film where the central characters are Iron Man and Captain America. But I think they just used him as a subplot to get uh, Captain America and Iron Man to fight each other. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, and like like Zemo just figures out a way yeah. to. Um, he figures out a plan, but we, which you don't. It's kind of a plan which you don't really even yep. see, really, yep. until it's there. And it, he's not in the film enough. Yep. In that's just my opinion. It concentrates on so many parts of the Avengers, and maybe that was a problem that was always going to be part of the film: is that there's so many characters in there. Yep. To get them all in the film, that it's maybe was difficult yep. to flesh out a movie that doesn't end up being yep. three hours long. And this yep. was still two hours, yep. twenty-two hours thirty. It could have just been Cap versus Iron Man. They didn't have to, because the, the airport, scene, the fight scene looked very empty, like you said. Yeah, it's and this has to do with the Russo brothers yep. who who filmed Winter Soldier. Yeah, yep. it's, it's that scene in the. I think we should step back a little yep. bit and say and that build up to the scene. It was a disappointing build up in terms of um, when they're building the teams. Yep. Like and like, go to Ant Man. Yeah. Like, go to Spider Man. Yeah. And it's kind of like, oh, do you want to be? Do you want to be on my team? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Like, <laughs> why? Yeah. Like if, if like if Tony Stark went to if Tony Stark went to to Ant Man or whatever, yeah. said, do you want to be on my team? Yeah. And he just said yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And would have Captain America gone to Spider Man? Would he just said yes? Yeah. Like, what's why did they yeah. choose teams? Like, what's the driver yeah. behind them as individuals as to why they yeah. chose to be an Iron Man? So. Or Captain America's yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's just mindless yeah. type stuff. And then, yeah, so he didn't, he, they didn't have motives. What as to why? Yeah, there's yeah. nothing there. There's nothing, and it's, it's kind like of, Peter Parker just just went with Iron Man because yeah, he because he had the money. And and uh, yeah, that was part of 
it's kind of a little bit like Batman and Superman, where yep. like motives are kind of lost yep. and not really told, and it's almost like maybe similar to Batman and Superman, where it ended up almost trying to be an ad for future yep. films, and I think Aven- oh, Aven- I was going to call it but, Avengers, <laughs> but the, the, the motives for for Tony and. Uh- Motors Tony and Captain America, yeah, those are very clear. But all the others, yeah, yeah. It, they're just chucked in there. Yeah. Almost, they're, it's almost like product placement yeah. of characters yeah. in the films. Yeah, that's like I was speaking to to Dieppe at work yeah. today, yeah. and we're talking about product placement in films. Yeah, and um, we said, oh, and I only just thought about it then actually. Yeah. And yeah, there's no product placement in Earth Gone. Yeah. Actually, there is. It's like. The products are all the other films yeah. that they've put in there. Yeah. That's the product placement that you don't really see because of Ant the Man, Ant Man, Black Man. Panther, Spider Man, Iron Man Four will be coming yeah. out. Obviously, um, I don't. There's, know a, there's rumor of a Black Widow solo movie. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see what they do with all that. Obviously, um, in this film, there was no Hulk or Thor. No, they're the characters they left out. They so, mentioned them. So yeah. yeah, they mentioned them in the film, but. Yeah. They, Weren't in there at all. Like, like the end credits was a big uh, scene for Spider Man. Yeah. Since Spider Man will return. Yeah. 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 So you did have that central spark yeah. of yeah. of Captain America yeah. and Iron Man, and obviously Winter Soldier, Bucky. But outside of that, it was all just it's kind of fluffy. It was probably a not a two and a half hour film yeah. that should have been ninety. Yeah. Um, that being said. I love Spider Man, Black Panther, and what they did. Yeah, I think um, I think that's the best for me. That was the best uh, iteration of Spider Man on screen. Oh, ever. it was miles much better than uh, Toby and Garfield. Oh, Toby, Tobes. Yeah, um, Tom Holland was as Spider Man yeah. was that to me. And again, I was talking to Deep at work today, yeah. and she's a massive yeah. Marvel fan, and like. To me, that was yeah. Spider-Man. Yeah. That was it. That's he was like I a, remember everything about Spider-Man. He was like a scared little kid, like talking to hoo-hoo, yeah, Tony Stark. Yeah, like just energetic yeah. and just a bit brash yeah. and just everything that Spider-Man was supposed to be. Yeah. I thought Andrew Garfield's portrayal was a step closer to yeah. that than what Tobey Maguire did. And but I, he was stuttering a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't mind that. I didn't mind Emma Stone's yeah. role in there as well. The only weird thing about Spider Man in this film is Aunt May. Aunt May. Aunt May is. She cannot the, be hot. This super hot <laughs> aunt, which Tony Stark hits on in the film. And the apartment, it's like they got a. Yeah, all of a sudden, instead of. They like, got a condo in Queens. Instead of being this um, Aunt May down on her luck, yeah. just living in. Yeah. Like a pensioner yeah. in his house, and he's in the little attic up the top, in like this penthouse mansion, yeah. you know, whatever. It's like, what the hell is this? You're living in Central Park. What's going on here? What the hell is happening? So, I don't know. Maybe it's just a new Spider Man yeah. for a new age. But um, that being said, the actual Spider Man portrayal itself yep. is brilliant. Just as brilliant as Chad, Chad Bozeman's um, portrayal of Black Panther was good African accent. Perfection as well. Yeah. Perfect. African accent. His suit was off the charts good. It was an amazing that, suit they put him in. Did you get a lot of reactions when he showed up on screen in the cinema? Yeah. Like everybody was like, oh, who's that guy? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nobody I, knew about Black Panther. Yeah, I think, yeah. There were a few a few claps, yeah. um, but um, I think it was kind of a little bit like uh, when we went and saw, um, saw Deadpool 
Yeah. There are people that like Deadpool because of what they saw in yep. the trailers. Yep. But then it's like the two girls behind us in that yep. film, like they were like little speckles around them who knew Deadpool. Like, in, like in when he mentioned Cable in the after credit scene. Yeah, they, they went oh. nuts. Yeah. So, so I think, yeah, I think early on in the early shows, you'll get yep. a lot of different reactions yep. in terms of real hardcore. And, and Marvel has mentioned uh, that they don't care. From now on, they don't care about people who don't know about the characters. Yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah. I think now, um, I think now it's, you'll get better films by not, especially in the, all these kind of, I, I guess, what you call origin films, yeah. not fleshing out all that origin stuff. Yeah. You don't need to. It's, yeah. it's there in the universe for you to go find yeah. out about afterwards. Yeah. I think that's a better way to go. Just tell a Black Panther sto- story. Yeah. Don't go into the origins. I mean, yeah. the origins have kind of been told in yeah. Civil War anyway, really, in a way, in this sense. But the actual real origin of the stories and how it all pans out and what his, what his purposes yep. are and what his motives are, they're all in the comic books. Yep. Go and buy a comic book. It's yeah. 99 cents. Like, I Just look up Wikipedia. Yeah, just look, look up yeah. Wikipedia, read it, watch some, videos on, watch some videos on YouTube and you're done. You can oh, pick up. It, even do a, they could even do a montage intro. Yeah. Yeah, there's no... I and that was part of my problem yeah. with Batman and Superman yeah. going through that origins again. Of everybody knows about Batman exactly. Like, why waste that yeah. time? In a, it was already a long film. Yeah, get rid of that shit. Yeah. How many times have we seen the origins of Batman? It's crazy. Anyway, oh, and did you notice that uh, Scarlet Witch had an American accent in his? Movie? Yes. That was, that, how did that happen? But that's fine. I mean, they can do that. That's okay. She oh, moved to America and then she got an American accent. Yeah, well, these things happen. Yeah. These things happen. Lost my Russian accent. I lost my Russian accent. Now I'm speaking <laughs> Scottish. <laughs> I lost my Russian accent. I lost my Russian accent. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, I guess there's one, from a technical point of view, yep. there's one part of the film which, and it's about halfway through, yep. that scene in the tunnel when they're, when, Winter Soldier's running yeah. away from um, the explosion. And it looks like they're gliding along the it's road. like they're running on ice. Yeah. Like, I'm just going, how, much, how big was your budget? <laughs> you can't make them look like they're running fast. Just, just make them run fast. That's it. It's like... Just run fast. It is so... It takes you out of the realism of the film yeah. so badly that it's just... They do better... Just watch The Flash on TV. Yeah. They do it perfectly every week. How can they not get it right here? It's just... Unbelievable. Just run like Tom Cruise runs in Mission Impossible. I don't know yeah. how they got that wrong. I don't know how they sat there and watched it and said, yeah, that's good enough. I think they wanted to make them look like super soldiers because they didn't want them to make it look like a normal person running. Oh, but... Yeah. yeah. It's, it, it, was, it just took away that realism that really got my goat. I didn't I th- like and it. I think they wasted the crossbones a bit too. Yeah. Yeah, that was a waste. Yeah, so, um, yeah, it's just... That but but I enjoyed it more than Batman vs. Superman. So did I. Yeah. So did I. Much like, more. Batman and Superman yeah. to me is like four, yeah. four and a half. Yeah. It's horrible. So, this is... I probably... When I go six and a half, seven, that's probably would have yeah. what I would have rated the other Avengers yeah. films, except for, um, obviously, the first one. Um, Age of... No, the very first Avengers film. Yeah. So, that was... I really enjoyed that one. Yeah. So... But then again, the best, obviously, the best, um, the best fight scene in um, 
any Marvel film is obviously the Battle of New York. So, yep. so that in terms of scale and how yeah. they filmed it was amazing, yeah. which is what is such a contrast to this. Yeah. All through the film, as they build up their teams, you build up yeah. to this fight. Yeah. And then it's in this empty freaking, freaking airport, airport in the middle of nowhere. Felt like it was filmed on a GoPro. <laughs> but did they evacuate the airport? They did, yeah? Yeah, I think they kind of did. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think they did. Yeah. Which even made it worse because yeah. now it's like like there's no threat to anyone. Yeah, like there's yeah. nothing there. And then everything was freaking zoomed in. Like my biggest... Giant man. My biggest... Where I got <laughs> really angry was there's this moment in the battle where Ant-Man goes becomes, big. Yeah. Giant, giant yeah, Ant Man, yeah. but he's kind of in the background of all the shots, yeah. rather than being in the foreground. And he's kind of his head's cut off, his legs are cut off. You never there was no full shot of him. Just zoom back, yep. show the scale of giant Ant Man in the fight, yep. and the, and it's just shit. It's just like oh, you built up to this. Show me scale. You, you show me scale in the Battle of New yeah. York. Do it again. Wasn't he supposed to be as big as uh, buildings? Yeah, he was gigantic. He was huge. No, no, like, in the, but he he was just a bit slightly taller than the plane, wasn't he? No, no, no. He was massive. Yeah? He would. He went giant, man. Okay. Not not that you know it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, cool. yeah. I, I didn't. I didn't feel that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You didn't feel. Yeah. It. yeah. Exactly. And then also, all the fights were kind of. They seemed a little bit siloed off into like a particular hangar yeah, or yeah. just a little area, and it's kind of like, why are they fighting one another? Yeah. Like, why do you? Why does why does Ant Man? I can't remember who Ant Man fought. Yeah, I think it was Scarlett Johansson's character. I can't remember. And then he f- fights Spider Man with the Giant Man. Yeah, and he does the ATAT thing. And it's just, yeah. it's like, are they actually gonna are they actually gonna destroy one one another when they've got no real reason to do it? It's it's like like when uh, Hawkeye was fighting. Scaldi Hansen. Yeah, and they uh, kind of stopped. We're still friends, aren't we? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that kind of that actually yeah. that was one of the shitty yeah. things too. It kind of broke the entire. It showed that there's no motivation for the two to actually be be battling. There's no motivation for the two teams to be but battling. The final fight, I felt. Oh, with that, yeah, with Iron Man. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that, that was, was yeah, that was perfect. Like where he raises the shield, I I actually mm. generally thought that he was gonna break his. They chop his head off with the shield. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, then, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that was uh, yeah. fully intense. Yeah. yeah, so... It should have been like that, like a, a climactic fight. Yeah, exactly right. But that's what it felt like when they went from that battle yeah. to the battle yeah. between... That's when you felt the real disconnect yeah, yeah. between the team. Yeah. And, like, that was just fluff and yeah. junk. Yeah. Like, it was no point to it. Yeah. Despite the little CGI things earlier in the film, yeah. I thought it was building to something epic. Yep. And then it didn't... That battle between the two teams wasn't epic. Yep. And then they tried to bring it back yep. with a, a brilliant even... Although it was relatively short yeah. fight between uh, Captain America and Iron Man. Iron Man, yeah. And it very intense. And there was a point there where you thought actually um, Iron Man was going to be destroyed by yeah. Captain America. America. Decapitated. Yeah. So... Um, that was a very good part yeah. of the film, but it's it, it was so let down by by what had happened in the previous half an hour yeah. that it kind of you kind of judge the entire like oh you know what they're actually 
he's not gonna kill Iron yeah. Man. Like, it's just not gonna, it's just not gonna happen. And it's kind of like, I don't know. And then he sends him an old Motorola cell phone. Oh, <laughs> God. Yeah. Anyway, it's just Tony Stank. Yeah. So you kind of, <laughs> so you kind of left. Yeah. Yeah. You left with this thing saying, I've watched a prequel to an Avengers yeah. film and I've watched an Origins film for Blue yeah. Panther yeah. and I've watched an Origins film, well, an Origins film for Spider-Man and Black Panther, yeah. well, maybe 15, 20 minutes yeah. each. Yeah, Spider-Man would have had about 20 minutes. It's just no fulfillment out of yeah. the film at all, yeah. like other than the enjoyment of it being, yeah. being an Avengers film yeah. and that's pretty much the problem with yeah. it all. Now, one thing we need to talk about in terms of obviously Black Panther and Spider Man yep. is there are end credit scenes in this film. Yep, there's two. There's two. There is um, uh, one right after the movie ends. One right after the movie ends, where Captain America, uh, Black Panther, um, put Bucky into a cryogenic freeze because yeah. um, he's worried that he doesn't know where his mind yep. will take him. So he decides to put him. He's lost away. his arm. Yeah, he lost his middle arm, but I'm yep. sure they'll. Build a new yeah. one and whack it up. Um, uh, so he goes into freeze. So he's a he's away. I'm sure in Wakanda he will he will yeah. return. Yep. Um, and then they cut away to uh, Black Panthers yeah. there with the big panther there. So was, it felt like Jungle Book for a sec. Yeah, it was pretty good. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was pretty good. And then um, right at the end, right at the end of all the, I was actually out yeah. at that point and had to come back. Okay. Because I thought I was only getting yeah. one credit, and I actually didn't check before. Yeah. I went in, and there's a chance that these end credits may be different in different regions, apparently. Yeah, okay. So they might change or add an extra end scene into the credits in the in the US market. There might be something extra in there. Like a third credit scene. That's what's been rumoured, so okay. don't know. But um, the other credit scene is a, is a Spider-Man one right at the end of the film. Yeah. He's in his bedroom playing with the new outfit that Tony Stark It's good for him, yeah, and he's got he's, some kind of... It's got his encrypted wrist. message that he yeah he puts the spider symbol yeah. on the roof and um, Aunt May tries to comfort Aunt him. May comes in. Why have you got a black eye? Yeah. And oh, was it a bully at school? Yeah. So, um, yeah. At the end of the end of the film is kind of like the spider signal yeah. showing up in the ceiling, yep. so, and Spider Man's coming soon. Yeah. So, those are the two end scenes. Both of them are good, which kind of also reiterates what we yeah. said before that yeah. a chunk of that two and a half hours is. Is short prequels yep. to the later films, and yep. pretty much all the all the characters in there is all for Ant Man two yep. and and whatever else is, is going to come out. It's an ad with a a, a, a a slither of a story, maybe forty five to fifty minutes, which yep. is very good with Captain America, Iron Man, and Winter Soldier. Yep, that's kind of the summation of the entire film. Um, overall, it's pretty well acted. Yeah. Um, I don't think there's any acting problems in it. I didn't like... Uh, but the direction the of... Falcon. His... I didn't like his acting. Oh, I don't know yeah. why. Yeah. He didn't do those lines. It was so, too well. It was a bit cheesy. Well, I think... Yeah, I think they're always... Yeah. I think him and um, War Machine... Paul, Paul Rudd is always like... Yeah. That's him, like... Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Tony Stark, uh, I think, can compare to him. No. No, he's... He's... Yeah. Pivotal to the yeah. role... Actually, the the one bit of CGI which was very good was you know early on in the film. When yeah, how did it? When there's was, young yeah. Tony Stark, I was like, 
wow, that looks so good. Was that makeup or was that? I think it was CGI. I think it was him and they just CGI'd his, CGI'd his face. His face into like a young That was guy. like, yeah. if you looked at his arms, it was even like yeah. skinny. Like, yeah. oh, shit. I was like, wow, they've done an amazing job there. Um, I, I guess they spent all that money and yeah. forgot about the running. <laughs> Ted Bucket, we haven't got any budget there. <laughs> just let, let them slide. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, so that was really good. Enjoyed yeah. that. But, um, yeah, overall, I enjoyed it. It's a, it's a good film a good to film, watch. Yeah. Like it, it is more enjoyable than Batman versus Superman. He's stuck in a glass case of emotion. Jim Bob has he's um Yeah, come back in. He's uh, stuck to the wall trying to listen to our spoilers. He's coming in. He's back. He's coming in, yeah. So do check this film out. <laughs> yep. I think um if nothing else, you'll have a good little experience with Spider Man You'll definitely enjoy it. And Black Panther. Yep. It's worth the money. Yep, can't say that about Batman versus Superman. Superman, Matt Damon. Superman. Yeah. Matt Damon did Raya balls off in the dryer. No, he came yeah. up with an idea for a rug. Yeah, by day it looks like a normal rug. This is with wifey. <laughs> yeah. But by nighttime, you can switch the rug on, and it turns into a Saturday Night Fever dance floor rug. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> Because we're, we're, we're just what, we're, what, how does it look during the day? Like normal, like you wouldn't even know. Like a, like what's like like that kind of rope? Yeah, yeah. But at night time, so not like a shag pole <laughs> type thing. Possibly. How yeah. are you going to get the shag pole to light up? Well, there could be like those those um, glow in the dark sticks and stuff. You know, oh, like like the light that comes through. Like yeah, yeah. Because that's quite soft on the skin, <laughs> and it means you could dance with your feet at night time in your living room. In your slippers, in, or in your mockies. <laughs> Took my tongs off. Yeah, no, nah, it's just that we're, we're. I can't go back to KFC. <laughs> got my slippers and, and actually, we've got a bit of a on. bit of a rave going on in the living room. I can't go back <laughs> yeah. to KFC. Yeah. Um, interesting. Yeah, because I was actually in when we were in J Car the other day. I went down the back. I looked at all their fog machines and. Ah, uh, yeah, I need a fog machine. Just go, and there was a snow machine. <gasps> What for indoors? Yeah, like indoor snow, snow machine. Like, you, what Aurora Borealis? Aurora in Borealis your, in your living room. Mm. <sighs> There's a snow machine there. I don't know what you need to put in to make snow. Imagine if you could project the Aurora Borealis on your wall from a small, um, small projection device. That, that'd be quite nice. <laughs> Instead be. of the glow in the dark stars on the ceiling, you've got the Aurora Borealis well, slowly. Means you wouldn't need to go to ice Iceland. You can keep your balls dry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, we're going to be back. <laughs> we're going to take a break, and we're going to finish up. Me, Jim, Bob, and Jono going to talk about an all-time film classic that probably not enough people has watched: The Last Star Starfighter.
Welcome back, Rebel Scum. Uh, we're here now. We're going to finish off on a little bit of uh, film flashback all the way <coughs> back into the early 80s. 1984, this was released the year after Return of the Jedi. The film is The Last Star Starfighter. Come on, Alex, they're here! Alex Rogan had a dream. You really are leaving here, aren't you? To be as far away from here as possible. You get your chance. When it comes, you gotta grab it with both hands. It started with a game. You gonna bust the record! But it wasn't just any game. You have been recruited by the Star League to defend the frontier against Sur and the Kodan Armada. Centauri's the name. We have to talk about a matter of utmost importance. Step into my office. I've seen him come and I've seen him go, but you're the best, my boy. Light years ahead of the competition. Hey. Alex didn't find his dream. Hey, look out! Oh, dear. Hey. His dream found him. Welcome to Rylos, my boy. A world on the brink of destruction. You were recruited by the Starling to defend... To defend the frontier against Zur and the Kodan Armada. Of all the life forms, on all the planets, in all the galaxies... been chosen. Alex Rogan. Alex? Alex. Is the last starfighter. For every Earthling who's ever imagined traveling beyond the stars. Maybe there is a starfighter left. I love you, Alex Rogan. The unforgettable story of one who made it. Wah-ha! The Last Starfighter. Now, my uh, brethren, <laughs> brethren here, Jonathan and Jim Bob, had uh, not seen The Last Starfighter. Which I, is, I'd seen the first five minutes a long time ago. And, which is, yeah. <laughs> yeah, which is one of my favorite films. Of all time as a youngster. When did, when did you first see it? I, I actually saw it in the cinema. Oh, oh gee. I actually okay. saw it in the cinema. See, like, I was only four or well, five years it, old at the time. I saw when it, it Freud in Twin. I was yeah, like see, eight or nine. I, I, I was four years old, yeah. so. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I remember I went through, there's a magazine I've got at home, which I've still got. Yeah. It's called Movie 1985. It's like a. Preview to all the, the movie. upcoming movies of 985. I think maybe Ghostbusters or something is in it. Yeah. Oh. What else is in it? Is that no, good, it's not Ghostbusters. It's something <clears> else is it in good it. condition? It's in perfect condition. Oh, I'll bring shit. it in. Uh, Gremlins is in it. <sighs> now, well, most of the guys that I think did the graphics, and got to remember, like, they, the guys at Last Starfighter, the, the, the special effects team, 
used a Cray supercomputer and rang that rang the, rang it to the edges of its capability to generate the graphics which were used in that film. Because while they were doing the graphics, the rendering the graphics, they were still figuring out stuff. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. So it was all done like it's all done off of the fly. No one yeah. had done it before. So, but this was also from my understanding, a lot of these guys who who worked on the computer graphics and all that kind of stuff on Last Starfighter later went on to work on projects at ILM. Yeah, and <clears throat> you, you could say that this film was a was a pioneer in yeah, this was yeah. a pioneer in terms of CGI and yeah. films. Like it's the first time like like Star Wars Star Wars trilogy obviously used a lot of models to yep. have used the spaceships and stuff. So all the spaceships in Last Starfighter, including the Gunstar and um, all the enemy um, fighters and command ships, they yep. were all done in CGI. Mm. Even like the bases that are on the planets that you see when they're flying yep. in, that's all C- CGI as well. But so. what what's nice about all that is that they all <clears throat> show the background of someone actually sat down and drew mm. drew, drew all of the ships mm. perfectly, yeah. beautifully. Yeah. And, and the good part of it is, even <clears> today good, now when you're watching transition. it, even today when you're watching it, even though you realise that it's not up to scratch, it still even now doesn't break the reality of the film in a way. It's still okay. You accept it for mm, what it yeah. is. And you know I, what? You know what? I felt at the end of it. I felt like I was watching a film from the eighties mm. with graphics from the nineties. Yeah, which yeah, is a, hard to fathom. Yeah. if you were from that time. Yeah, but seeing it as a fully grown adult, knowing what where. Um, Jar Jar Binks has come. <laughs> yeah. How far we've come from Jar Jar Binks since Jar Jar Binks yeah. is that we've come a hell of a long way. So much so that even just, you know, Netflix stuff, iTunes, like stuff that Trish likes to watch mm. with all the Hobbit stuff. Yep. Hobbit. Like that, that's, that stuff is so hyper real now, it's really hard to pick. Yeah. But, but this is different. This is 80s looking, yep. 80s looking, but strangely. What what was that, that those um, '90s um, space shows? Stargate and it had a bit of like Stargate that. Atlantis, all the Star Trek. Yeah, yeah. The, like like Star you know Star Trek Voyager yeah, and that yeah. had, had that kind of graphics. Mm. And it's like, gee, didn't come very far, did we? But no. Yeah. But yeah. So let's quickly go over the storyline of what <clears throat> Last yep. Starfighter is. So Last Starfighter centers around a character called Alex Rogan, played by Lance Guest. So you may know Lance Guest from not much else. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. From, um, from from his Oscar nominated role of his hobo beard didn't really <laughs> sell him as yeah, if a you, if on the D V D Blu ray release of this film, there's a brilliant like thirty five, forty minute making of documentary, which is equally pretty good, good for D V D. And um you'll see like if you think Anakin Skywalker, Anakin Skywalker, if you think Hayden Christensen, Hayden Christensen's a bit awkward. Um, <laughs> yeah. He, even though he's not actually that awkward in the film. I oh, know that's the weird yeah. part. But yeah. his auto cue work in the making <laughs> of, of is kind of got strange pauses. Yeah. In it. And it's like he forgot he, he forgot how grammar worked. Is there, is there a comma there? Did, yeah. did we put a comma in the auto cue? I'm Ron Burgundy. Yeah. I'm Ron Burgundy. Yeah. Fuck, fuck you, Seth. Yeah. So yeah, maybe maybe it was just masterful editing in the film stage where they had to fix up all yeah. of these um, strange pauses. I think and, maybe he just hadn't worked in a while as an actor. Yeah. He'd <laughs> <laughs> forgotten his craft, uh, and I'm I'm not bagging Lance Guest because he he is obviously a key role in one of my favourite films. 
He's so baby-faced in that movie yeah. too. Yeah, he's actually kept himself pretty young-looking, actually. Yeah. actually. Which is a bit different from the um, the animators who had that long, blonde, bleached hair. <laughs> yeah. And uh, the, uh, the mop hanging off the... Uh, yeah. Why have you got a big beard plus a mop on your head? Like, well, how does that work? Yeah. Do you get chicks? <laughs> does that work for you? Uh, anyway. Anyway. So Alex Rogan, uh, played by Alex, is a teenager living in a trailer park on the outskirts of a major city in the US. With his mum and his little brother. Um, anyway, at this tra- trailer park, there's a game up at the office at the front called Last Starfighter, which you play is <clears> kind <throat> of, I guess, into maybe think of it in real terms of games which uh, people out there may have played. If you look back to maybe the original Wireframe Star Wars game, yeah. where it's like the trench run type yeah. game, that's kind which of Which I, I missed in my era of gaming uh, yes. because they weren't. Those I know those mm. machines existed, yeah, but yeah. they're very hard to find. Yeah, yeah. But playing them on the emulators, it's like whoa. Yeah, yeah. they were whoa. Yeah, yeah. So that's kind of a similar thing. So it was an arcade machine, which um, is pretty. When you think about the the fact that it's a trailer park in the middle of nowhere, yeah. it's pretty nice to have that caliber of a machine. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, yeah, not yeah. not just some Bory, um, you know, uh, Pac Man yeah. yeah. sort yeah. of thing. It, it yeah. was like. Not, not frog, Frogger. Yeah. It wasn't Frogger. Yeah. No. Not that there's anything bad with Frogger. No, no, I'm not saying that. <laughs> but just in comparison to. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's damn good. So, anyway, so the premise of the game is you go defend, defend the frontier against Zua and the Kodan Armada, who are the villains of the, yeah. are the, villains of the piece in this film. So it's effectively the, uh, in Star Wars terms, it's um, it's Darth Vader and and the Empire. Yeah, that's kind of what we're talking about. So anyway, he ends up getting the highest score on this video game after playing it for a long time. Anyway, what this actually does over nine hundred thousand, it sends a, <laughs> it sends a message off to uh, a um, the game maker from, that's across the galaxy. His name is Centuri, played. By Robert Preston, which is an actor that people may well know. So Robert Preston, who plays Centauri, comes to see Alex Rogan <clears throat> and kind of tricks him to come with him, not, not knowing yeah. really where he's going. Anyway, well, he game... trapped him in the car. Yeah. Let's, let's be real. Yeah, yeah. He trapped him in the car. It, yeah. it was an Uber. Yeah. 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 That goes to 330 <laughs> k's an hour. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I'm not going to ruin the end of the film, but needless to say, um, the game is a test to find... Last Starfighters, who are effectively uh, like rebel pilots, yes, ex wing pilots, rebel. like Star Wars universe level, and they and they are used to go off and fight Zura and the Kodan Armada. Anyway, adventures they go on and then shoes, and I went to the end because I want you to go watch yeah, this go film. Watch yeah. it is. Um, needless to say, there's some good fun in there with characters like Grig, who's his co-pilot, and, yeah. um, kind of like a fun. Dynamic between those yeah. two. Um, he's the highlight for he's me. Kind of like the, he's kind of like the grizzled old, old, uh, old coach. He's like the character like. from Rebels. Yeah, yeah, he's um, uh, the older guy with the yeah with the little yeah yeah. So um, so it's it's a really it's kind of a little bit of a rollicking type of adventure. It doesn't really yeah. slow down yeah. too, no. too much, and it's good, and it's a, and it's a good like. Like most stories and and scripts from like that time, it's got that kind of happy ending type of yeah. feel to it. That eighties, uh, yeah. Without 80s. It being like a Disney film, it's kind of yeah. Like, yeah that end to it. That but that's what eighties films were like. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, they, it's, it's got a common... <clears throat> the good guy wins. Yeah, the good guy wins. But the, everyone yeah. knows that anyway. The music yeah. score was phenomenal. Yeah, that's. I think that's one of the key yeah. points. Of the, I think It wasn't John Williams, but it was up there. It, it no. meant, yeah, I felt like I was eight years old again and mm. I was on the couch. and. Yeah. But it's it sounded like computer game music a little bit, but with the kind of operatic um, keeping pace with the... Uh, you know the action side of the film, so yeah. like it was just one theme where he sped it up, or he either brought it down mm. for like the happy ending. Yeah, mm. yeah. Anyway, so I don't know what you guys would rate this film. It's got like when like when I hear the soundtrack to Last Starfighter, it, it has almost the exact same effect of me in terms of excitement and anticipation that Superman Star Wars one does. And Superman, yeah. the original. I don't like Superman. No, no, but the Superman intro from Christopher Reeve. Oh, Christopher Reeve, yeah. Christopher Reeve era, yeah. Yeah, but still, that's to me like it's still like Last Starfighter means a better film than mm. any other Superman films. Yeah. Like it's good. Like to me, yeah. like Last Starfighter is eight and a half when you consider everything. I like I, like I know other people won't rate it that highly, but to me it is. I, I, it's one of those things that's benefited from when you watch it when you're young. Yes. Um, yeah, yeah. Because that is a, that is a nostalgia yeah, Because well. really the only other spacey things at the time that you were exposed to was Star Wars. Probably Star Wars. Back then you'd have Star Wars. Star Trek. You'd have a little bit of Star Trek. Yeah. Um, yeah. Back then, trying to think what else you may have had. Probably Space Pirates. Space Pirates. Uh, <laughs> you mean Ice Pirates. I, I, ice Pirates, yeah. sorry. See, because I saw that when I was a kid, it, it meant a lot more yeah, to me back yeah, then. Yeah. But obviously, as a fully grown adult, you go, oh, gee, what the, yeah. what the hell? Yeah, I think probably, yeah, that would be pretty close. Totally. To like, I guess in terms, you probably would have experienced a bit of TV in terms of uh, Battlestar Galactica TV series. Yeah. And also mm. the Buck Rogers too. Yeah, but, but but Battlestar Galactica was more towards the end of the seventies, though, wasn't it? Early eighties. Um, there's a couple of Battlestar Galactica films which I think came out eighty eighty one. Yeah. So in terms of um, in terms of it still being current in terms of a TV show, yeah. it was still getting I played a lot. I suppose TV. Logan's Run. Logan's, yeah, Logan's um, Run, yeah. Logan's which run. I didn't see until I was older. And even that, and even I though they're making a remake for that. Logan's yeah, run, they yeah. are too. Yeah. And even though it's probably a bit older around this time, like 2001 A Space Odyssey was still, at yep. that time, was still oh, for sci-fi fans, but as that's, young sci-fi fans. That's in a, a class of, that's in a class of its own, oh, though. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, for sure. So, yeah, so probably Battlestar Galactica and, and Buck Rogers in the 25th century, mm. the TV shows. Yeah. I tried to watch again last bit, year. A bit hard, yeah. I didn't realise how incredibly, uh, um, what's the word for it, just incredibly. What was the one with the robot emergency? What was that show? Lost in Space? Lost, Lost in, in Space. space. Yeah. yeah, so that was. So you watch Lost that. In space. You watch that. You watch that now and it's, um, it's cringy. Yeah, cringe? well, that's what yeah. Bucks Rogers is as well. Yeah. Except for the space battle scenes. Yeah. Battlestar Galactic is still good. Yeah. I think that's because the heroes in there are Flash Gordon. And, Flash Gordon and, and my brother uh, had a figurine from Battlestar Galactica. The original Battlestar Galactica. Yeah, so yeah. it's about 30 centimetres tall. It's all wow. black, but it's got the silver head with the the, the eye. That, 
is it, what are they called? Uh, the Cylons. Cylons, yeah. As amazing. Good as, as good as Stormtroopers, those. Yeah, it's up like, there with Stormtroopers, yeah, definitely. Amazing. Was, was Flash God in the 80s? Flash, Flash God in the movie? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think so, yeah. I love... Would have been see, yeah, yeah. okay, all right, I'll say this. Yeah. I'll say Battlestar... Uh, <clears throat> sorry. The Last Starfighter, mm. I, I, if I rewatch it again, I'll remember all the alien names and stuff yeah. and people, but I can see it falling into the same love that I would have for things like Short Circuit, yep. uh, Daryl, um, uh, yeah. Re- our Revenge of the Nerds. Uh, yeah, Go- Goonies. It's it's, <laughs> it's in the yeah. like because yeah. Goonies is like that's what we were ten years old. Yeah. Goonies was like the best thing ever. Yeah. Pirate, yeah. you know, pirate yeah. adventure. Yeah. You don't know what's going to happen next. Yeah. Early Indiana Jones too, obviously, because yeah. they yeah. that was all happening at that same time. Agreed. So yeah, but it, I it's annoying because I feel like Last Starfighter. Feels a bit lost in the ether of the JB Hi-Fi oh, DVD it. collection, <laughs> and it's one of those things that kind of might fall to the bottom of the shelf. Yeah, I think and, here it, it and, probably did because Last Starfighter is on like the free-to-air channels a lot. Oh, is it? Oh, is it? Like at late night on like Go? Yeah, but like what seven mate or something? Not like yeah, two right. o'clock in the morning though, is no, it? Like eleven yeah. to one or something. Oh, but yeah. even yeah. so, that's yeah. still yeah. That's not a. Yeah. That's no. too late. No, it's if they if they played that, and and in, it's unfortunate that the owners of the rights to um, oh, I can't remember their name now to the Last Starfighter, Steven Spielberg went to try and buy them last year yeah. to either make a sequel or a remake. Yeah, and they've just gone. No. We're never get stuff. We're never releasing this to remake it to do anything with it. It is what it is, and it's staying mm. what it is. That's the film. Yeah. So they're not going to do a George Lucas and uh, yeah, yeah, revamp it or anything. That's what the film is. That's the way it was supposed yeah. to be made. Yeah. Uh, which was great to hear. Yeah. In modern day Hollywood, it's very easy to say, "Yeah, you yeah. can buy it. I don't care." Similar. Yeah, just give me a couple of million. So there's only yeah. really, I suppose, last. Well, I've heard that last Starfighter and Back to the Future. I suppose yeah. they're the only ones that they've said, "No, nah, we're not doing anything." Yeah, Robert Zemeckis has the rights. Yeah. Yeah. It would really ruin Back to the Future if you redid it. Once it would, if when, it's just. Beyond, well, I think one day it'll. One day they probably should. One day, no, no. But I said this last time we mentioned that on the podcast. Mm. I argued that if they're going to play with Back to the Future again, create a new story using the DeLorean yeah. and go from there. Don't try and replay yeah. someone as Marty McFly. No, get, no, no. no I'm, maybe I'm, Marty I'm McFly's kids, yeah? yeah. Maybe get them involved with no, the DeLorean. I'm in, I'm in the grand for that, but yeah. don't. Rehash the same. No, you need a movie. You, you need a new back. Needs to the a new future. arc. You need needs a new back new, to the yeah. future movie. Yeah, but yeah, not but not a rehash, not no, a remake. Not a re-hash. No, no, just like a, a a back to the future for a new era. Yeah, yeah, like See. completely new and fresh and whatever for the hipsters. For the, well, for the hipsters, yeah. yeah. For the for the people. I just want a latte. <laughs> for, I, I guess I guess for the generation who's who's who. who <laughs> <laughs> who sit there and see a film where they're travelling future to 2015 and yeah. don't see any mobile phones. Yeah, and see any kind of stuff. And it's, fine. Like yeah a, but it's kind of like a break from reality. Spielberg couldn't predict everything. Like, he got a lot of the bits. No, okay. but I think, like, if you're moving into the future in the next 10, 15 years, I think it needs to be, there needs to be a new age of Back to the Future yeah. for a new audience in 10 years' time or something. I think the, I think the classic gloss will have worn off by then. Yeah. 
and I think that I think that it'll be. I think the guys that are our age, there won't be enough haters online to hmm. really. <laughs> like we won't be doing this podcast when we're sixty. Like there'll be a new age of haters, but we could yeah. be. We could be hating on yeah. Back to the Future in twenty years. Our, <laughs> our AI yeah. subjugated consciousnesses. Yeah, will it'll be, just be us. It'll just be like in future podcasting. Yeah. Just be our heads in the jar, in a jar. Yeah. <laughs> doing a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and if we, if we just um, if we want want to interview Mark Wahlberg, his jar head will get drone lifted to our studio where. Yes. We record it. And yes. Yeah, it's never-ending podcasting. Anyway, boys, how yeah. many Lance guests do you give this out of 10? I, I want to watch it again, um, but I, I, if I was 10 years old, mm. I'd, I'd and and I was... Which is probably do, the correct do, way to speak. Yeah. Doe-eyed mm. um, and young and mm. naive or whatever. Which is how I still treat it. And, yeah, and 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 only having probably seen Star Wars and that once or twice, um, it's up there with yeah, um, short circuit, um, as in expectation of what it was. But as an adult, seeing '90s graphics in an '80s movie kind of weirded me out a little bit. I was, okay. didn't know what I was looking yeah. at, but That's it's just in a fascinating way, not yeah. not in a strange way. Yeah, I, give and, me a score. <laughs> Uh, we had oh, a review. We had a bloody review. All right, I'll go eight. 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 So you said eight. 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 So your rating eight. is eight. Yes, yeah. I did. Eight out of ten. So that's good, Jono. What's uh, what's your rating? And what do you think of the film overall, just in your own mind, in comparison to other films you've seen, like Star Wars and Short Circuit and Mac and Me and you just took me <laughs> Mac and Me, Mac and Me. It's got a McDonald's dancing yeah. scene. Don't knock it. I like yeah. it because it just maybe space baseballs. From the moment the music started, yeah. just took me way back. Yeah, that, back, back that, to back to the nineties when I was watching Page Master, which you guys haven't seen. Page Master, yeah, we've got to see that. Macaulay Culkin. Yeah, yeah it was <clears throat> never ending story. It, I haven't seen that. It gave me this like it gave me this nostalgic feel, like yeah. maybe a kid and the. On the couch, watching with the parents, uh, and just yeah. giving this cozy feeling inside. Like, yeah, there's something about it aside from Star Wars, where you know it, it lets you. I think it'll let me enjoy games better when yeah, I was yeah, a kid. You yeah. think, what if I'm playing Space Harrier here or something, yeah. and Centauri comes and yeah. taps me on the shoulder, and I'm going to get taken away? To yeah, it was that feeling. Yeah. yeah, or or what if you're at Burke Street Time Zone when you're In fifteen. No, no, fifteen years. Up by Will <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> so shake and bake, shake and bake, baby. <laughs> shake and bake. Uh, no, no, no. Because um, I remember when um, we'd go see movies in Burke Street in the mm. city. Yeah. Um, time Zone was on the corner of Russell and Burke. Yeah. But I remember going there one time, and they had a Sega Afterburner. Oh, Afterburner. Yeah. Ar- arcade machine yeah. that was a capsule that you yeah. could sit in, Whoa. and you'd have your own joystick and play so a pretty crappy yeah. Sega game. Yeah. Easy to play on a on a control pad, but this thing you sat in the console with all of the the special space chair and the Harrier jet chair and 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 the whole thing would move around pneumatically with you know it was making all the noises. Yeah, man, that's the way to play Afterburner. Yeah, yeah. and then yeah, next minute uh, Air Force Australia is tapping you on the shoulder. You're off, and uh, you're off uh, dropping bombs, dropping bombs. in um, Cooper Pedy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know why. Yeah, you're out in the test range. So, yeah, uh, seven. I get a seven. Seven. Yep. 
eight, eight, and eight. eight and a half. If you can, if you can get, you can get a copy of this wherever you can. You can get it online at um, at, at Amazon, iTunes. I, 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 the actual documentary of the film, thirty-seven minutes, I think it is, is actually on YouTube. If you yep. look for it, it's called The Last Frontier: The Making of of the Last Starfighter. Whatever. Brilliant to watch. If you watch that before the film, you'll get a full film of actually how important this film is overall for the development of film itself and what we enjoy today yep. as sci-fi fans. So yeah. that's the end of this podcast, episode 12. Got two more episodes to go for this season one. Yep. Got episode 13 and 14 in two weeks' time. Right. So then we'll be taking a month hiatus and then coming back with a brand new set of podcasts with some interviews. Submission. Around the globe. In our first episode back, we're going to have a special bumper episode with the guys from Submission Radio. Check them out at submissionradio.com. They probably make the best MMA, well, it's not probably, it is the best MMA podcast in the world, but they also love their comic books and sci-fi and films. We're going to have a good time, the five of us sitting around here. They can play ball. They can can play ball. Man, those cats can ball. Those cats can ball. ball. Yeah, great podcast. Yeah. You can check it out, submissionradio.com. They're on SoundCloud and everything as well. We also use their articles on our websites to, for the UFC news, and you can listen to the podcast there as well. But that's enough for this week. We'll see you next week, um, and we'll, we'll see you then. I'm talking in uh, Lance Guest. Proof, purify um, yourself in the waters of Lake Minnetonka. Minnetonka. Uh, Man, they kick a ball. That's how films are made, mate. Made. And... Made. Yeah. yeah, this yeah. is why we never made a single. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> we'll catch you later, guys. Yep. You have been recruited by the Starly to defend the frontier against Soar and the Kodan Armada. Get ready. Prepare for blast off. Let's go. Alex Robin had a dream. You know they'd be here, aren't you? To be as far away from here as possible. You get your chance. When it comes, you gotta grab it with both hands. It started with a game. You're gonna bust the record. But it wasn't just any game. To be, Greta mm. 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 Fortress. Oh, sorry, Yada, you, you went to Dagger Bar. <laughs> you, you by yourself. <laughs> mm. Karaoke, I play <laughs> all the time. Self, I am by myself. <laughs> <laughs>
Create a fortress for me, you will. My torch. My joy. 